Hello, Marvel fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Stand Up and Marvel, your destination for all things MCU. I'm your host, Colin, and joining me as always is Mike. April Fools! <laughs> Tim is actually joining us today. Uh, Mike actually just started a new job recently, so he's been crazy busy and wasn't able to join for this episode, unfortunately, but he will be back, don't worry. Uh, he'll be joining us for the uh, Moon Knight episode two breakdown. So um, today we're talking about Morbius. Uh, don't have any announcements. We're going to do a quick non-spoiler segment for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. Uh, so with that, we'll just get right into it. All right, so let's start off with the easy question. Did we like the movie? Um, I'll go first, and uh, I will say yes, it was amazing. Easily the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Definitely worth going to see. Um, and yeah I'm, I'm a dad i'm a dad father too i gotta get my dad jokes in so april fools again i hated it it's awful <laughs> so, <laughs> my my true opinion it's uh it was uh, i i just really didn't like it i mean maybe you disagree tim but i just thought it was really bad really lazy uninspired um there was just i i didn't really find any redeeming qualities of the movie personally but I don't know. Maybe you maybe you thought differently, but I just I did not enjoy it at all. Uh, what did you think of it? Um, in all honesty, you know, I thought it was a, a decent good movie. Um, not the best movie I've seen of all time. Um, no. Um, like um, like you said, I think there was there were some spots in the movie that were like lazy. It did feel like it was lazily done. Uh, could have been improved upon but uh, overall um, is this a movie that I would go out and watch again probably not um, yeah I mean I don't know just uh, coming on the heels of Venom 2 like they really needed to to wow audiences with this one I feel like because they're building their whole villain verse and um, it just, it didn't really feel like they did what they needed to do here. Um, so anyway, given how Venom, Venom 2, and now uh, Morbius have gone, do you have any hopes for Craven the Hunter? That's uh, next year for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, Craven the Hunter. God, I hope they do him justice. That's all I'm, that's all I'm hoping for. Because the way they kind of did Morbius in this movie, um, I mean, they didn't really set him up to be the villain, like the villain that he's supposed to be, like in the comics and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of a letdown to me. Um, but yeah, I'm having high hopes for for Craven. Um, so we'll we'll just have to wait and see what they do. Um, what about you? You have high I hopes. No, not at all. They have they have uh, lost all of my uh, all of my hopes. Um, I I just don't have any more faith in them at this point. Uh, Sony, for anybody who isn't aware, there's you know the whole the whole deal with the uh, Marvel. Sony owns Spider Man, and uh, Disney owns everything else at this point. Fox yeah. originally owned some of it, like X Men and some other stuff, um, but. 
Disney bought Fox, <laughs> so now they own everything except <laughs> that's Spider-Man. true. Yeah, and uh, Sony owns Spider Man, and Disney and Sony have come to agreements and uh, it, with some of their movies, and that's why Spider Man has been able to uh, uh, be in some of the um, Disney movies, uh, the Avengers movies, and uh, the Spider Man Homecoming trilogy. Um, so at this point, uh, as far as I understand it, the deal is basically, um, you know, Disney could just buy Sony out, outright. Uh, but my understanding is that, uh, you know, they don't want to spend the money to do that if they don't have to. And basically, yeah. uh, the agreement is if Sony doesn't produce um, a movie uh, with, uh, you know, the characters from Spider-Man once every five years then Spider-Man just reverts uh, over to control, um, over to Disney's control. So, you know, it seems like they just want that to happen um, instead of spending the money, which is fair because it would be expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, so with that in mind, I would go as far as to say, Anybody listening to this, please do not support Sony. They are not doing these characters justice. They would be in much better hands with Disney. So if people keep going to the movies to see the, these, um, to see the uh, Sony Villainverse movies, then they'll keep making them, and we'll never get the entire family together <laughs> with Disney. Um, Disney's been doing an amazing job, and I mean, I know they own half the world at this point, but whatever. <laughs> They're making us happy, so I don't care. Um, <laughs> that's so true yeah so i i mean that's like honestly it it was fine it it was okay i mean we'll talk about it in more detail in the main segment i just wanted to get that out in the uh in the non-spoiler so anybody who hasn't seen the movie yet if you're not going to listen to the main segment i for the first time ever i'm going to encourage you to just listen to the main segments the main discussion filled with spoilers in place of going to see it in theaters it is not worth it it's only supporting sony <laughs> it's only preventing the whole family from getting back together again so you know we went to see it for you <laughs> right they should put on the us. ticket stub they should put on the ticket stub thank you for supporting us and keep, <laughs> keeping us going <laughs> uh, it's not that i want sony to go bankrupt or anything i just want the family back together that's all i want I just want them all under one roof. Um, anyway, so <laughs> that's my uh, pretty uh, pretty heavy opinion of the movie there, and the whole situation with Sony in general. Do you have anything to to add? To- and, uh, well, you 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 know now that you bring it up, you know I com- I almost completely forgot that the whole Spider Man universe right now is owned by Sony, which you can actually definitely tell. Uh, compared to the other movie, you know, they have compared, a very different feel for sure. Yeah. So when you watch like um, the Avengers, Black Widow, you know, all those other movies uh, from Marvel um, that are produced by and they are owned by Disney, you know, they they really go all out to bring those characters like to their full potential. But when you watch like um, the spider-man movies it's just like it's like what is like sony can't can't be disney they can't be disney um 
so they're trying to do their own thing and you know it's not working for them so um like you said it'd be better if they just handed over spider-man and this whole spider-man universe to disney and let them do it justice i mean um you're always gonna get the different feel every time you watch uh a spider a sony spider-man movie and a marvel movie any other marvel movie is just gonna be totally two different feels and um the cinematic quality is just going to be different too yeah as we'll get into further details in the main segment i mean i'm definitely going to talk about that oh yeah definitely but yeah i mean you said it exactly right it's just a very different feel it's it's not just um you know the the quality of the movie and the fact that they're doing the characters more justice on the disney side of things it's also the whole like interconnected universe like disney works so hard at uh keeping everything connected and concise and i've talked about this before how careful they are and i've i've tried time and time again to poke holes in these movies and find errors and you know i've found a couple here and there but it's really hard you really have to dig uh, dig deep and they there's so much in them in them too there's so many little easter eggs hidden all over the place and if they weren't being as careful about it, it would be really easy to mess that stuff up but it's just really impressive how intricately they've made their whole interconnected universe and the fact that they've done it with i don't know how many it is right now it's high 20s i think number of movies yeah the fact that they've done it with that many movies and they're just they're continuing to go and they've done it with the shows too it's just it's just mind-blowing to me um just the uh, amount of attention to detail that they've that they've put into these, and it's the the number of different directors that they've had too, and they've managed to somehow like even though they have all these different people people working on these movies, somehow everything is just working so well. <laughs> I mean, they've had yeah. a, a couple of flops here and there, but overall, yeah. it's just been yeah. incredible. And That's... I really want the Sony Villainverse to just give up and <laughs> hand over the reins to Disney so we can get them in there too but yeah yeah that's 100% true you know um yeah you just said it you know it'll just be so much better if they if sony just hands it over and let's uh let's disney take the reins um i'm sure if they did um morbius would have been a completely different movie definitely for sure um, but yeah, given how little I like the movie, and I know that's a pretty popular opinion, uh, like, I don't know what it's at right now, but last I checked on Rotten Tomatoes, it was like 17%, something like really? that. Really? Yeah, which I, I definitely felt was merited. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just given how bad it is, I kind of feel bad for um, Jared Leto, right, because he had... Um, because uh, first he had Suicide Squad, he was Joker, and I thought he was great as Joker, but he was on screen for like a grand total of like five minutes <laughs> the whole movie. Right. So it's just really unfortunate for him. And now Morbius, they just completely botched it. Just like in the superhero world, he's just not getting any good breaks. And I feel bad for him. No, that's 100% true because, um, and it's unfortunate because like um, of all the people to play Morbius, like when I like when I saw Jared Leto uh, become Morbius in the movie, I was like, 
he's more like he he is Morbius. Like if anybody yeah. was born to play Morbius, it was, it was a great Jared Leto for sure. It was yeah. Jared Leto. The unfortunate side is it was made by Sony. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, it definitely could have been a different casting choice if it was Disney. Who knows? But yeah. I mean, we'll we'll go into more detail in our main segment. And again, even if you haven't seen the movie, I encourage you to just not bother. <laughs> just listen to our main discussion. And if you've uh, if you've joined us before, you know that is not normal for me to say that. Yeah, wait for it to come out on people. Amazon Prime or something like that. <laughs> yeah, if you really want to see it. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, keep this downer of an episode going. <laughs> Get into our main discussion here. Be right back. Okay, so let's start off with uh, your favorite part of the movie. Um, you can go first. Uh, my favorite part of the movie. Uh, I would have to say my favorite part of the movie would be um, kind of like when he it's not when he first transforms, it's when he's back in his lab and he's figuring everything out. I thought that was pretty cool, you know. Uh, it gives that whole um, you know, I got these new abilities, but what can I do? Like what, what like now he, he goes from being a cripple to walking and being uh, a healthy person again, but he's like, but he's also like pretty genius level too. So he knows like he's got more than just speed and strength and stuff like that. And um, when he first figures out how to echolocate, I think that was one of my favorite parts in the movie. I was just like, I was like, oh man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there were definitely uh, some cool moments like that. Um, I would say I probably agree, but genuinely, my favorite part of the movie was the uh, trailers <laughs> before the movie started. <laughs> and close second would be the end credits. I'm not talking about the end credits scenes, the end credits themselves. Oh. <laughs> I was just so oh, happy man. that this movie was over. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I kid a little bit, but not really. <laughs> right, yeah. There were actually some good trailers. So we had... Um, I know. <laughs> there were we like all the Fire Marvel Starter. movies. Yeah. yeah. We had Fire, Firestarter, which I didn't know what that was. Um, at did first. I. That was apparently, there was a, it was based on a Stephen King movie from like the 80s, I think, oh. of, of the same name. Um, so when I saw it at first, I was like, I know this isn't Marvel, because I know all the Marvel movies that are coming, so this would just be completely out of nowhere, but I'm going to look it up anyway. Right. And there is um, the character Firestar, who was apparently known as Firestarter at some point. So I was oh, like, okay. is there potential for a crossover here? Like, right. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I really doubt it, but <laughs> who knows? You never I mean, know. You know, when we talk about Doctor Strange, you know, I've been talking about all the uh, crossover potentials. It's literally infinite potential with that. They could cross over with anything. It doesn't have to be owned by Disney. They could just, right. you know, just like they're doing with Sony, they can just make an agreement and then have a crossover. It would be awesome. Um, I don't think it'll happen. But uh, for anybody who doesn't know who Firestar is, she is one of the heralds of Galactus. So 
<laughs> given oh, that okay, uh, yeah. there's potential for Galactus coming soon with the uh, uh, with the introduction of the Celestials. Um, you know, that got me thinking even more that <laughs> maybe there will be a crossover. I mean, I really have absolutely no hope that that's actually going to happen, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's cool to think about. Right. Um, and then we had Fantastic Beasts. You know, oh my awesome. God, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait for that to come out. That's going to be good. Me too. Um, and I noticed they, they recasted... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Grindelwald. yeah. They recast I, I want to say I heard about that like a couple of years ago, or whenever the last one was. I think it happened pretty soon after the second. It one. happened real quick, like uh, with that whole Johnny Depp thing going on with Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Like once that, like once I guess when they went to court, when they decided to take that to court, uh, they were just like, "All right, J.K. Rowling." I guess. Uh, well, they asked J.K. Rowling. I don't know. 100% if she was on board with the whole taking him out and everything because I didn't think she wanted to take sides with it uh, with the whole the whole thing but uh, they said they were pulling Johnny from from being Grindelwald and recasting him and I was hoping that they were going to hold out waiting for something to happen um, so they can get him back in there um, but nah they just went and recast him and proceeded forward which um which uh, the new guy who's taken over, I can't re- think of his name off the top of my head, but he's been in so many different movies. He was actually um, the villain in the first Doctor Strange movie. Um, yeah, he was in Hannibal 2 TV series on Amazon. Yeah, amazing yep. in that. Yeah, I, I yeah, love him. He's I, great. His name uh, is escaping me as well. <laughs> yeah, it's just so... Um, it's just like... Um, when you watch the first, uh, like the Crimes of Grindelwald movie, Fantastic Beasts, and you see Johnny Depp and everything, and just the look, the the real difference between the two looks of the characters that they have now, kind of throws things off for me. But I'm still excited to see it. The uh, Mads McKilson, not that was his name. Doesn't Is that really familiar. his name? That's what. That's what it's Mad like Mad Mads McKilson. Mads McKilson. Probably not pronouncing it right, but so yeah. Uh, so we got Fantastic Beasts coming, um, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> sorry, still talking about my favorite part of the movie here. <laughs> <laughs> into the Spider Verse, which um, it was uh, into the Spider Verse uh, across the Spider Spider Verse. Is that what it is? That was is that what it's called? Um, across the Spider Verse, something like that. Um, anyway, uh, the one, the one, one. Oh, yeah, that wasn't in yours. Okay, no, well, that wasn't. In that mine. was a trailer for mine. Um, the one thing that I learned from that trailer was that it's part one um, of Across the Spider Verse, so there's going to be at least one more, which is awesome. Oh, um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and then there was the Whoa. Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> oh, Nick Cage. <laughs> I don't remember the name of it, but um, it's a it movie. Does- about Nick Cage um, and starring Nick Cage. So. Right, but isn't doesn't it also Funny. have the guy from The Mandalorian in it too? Um, I think so. I saw a trailer uh, where probably. it was like the the two of them, and he's like, "Are those yeah. my golden guns?" And he's just like, "Yeah." He's like, "He's like, I'm not gonna shoot you because I love you." He's like, "And I love you too." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked pretty funny. Yeah, I just saw a video of um, 
Nicolas Cage getting on social media for the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. He's like, uh, they're talking about, he's like, I'm going to log into Reddit now. So he replies to comments. He replies to comments of people commenting on his movies and things like that. Um, and so, like, he was replying on Twitter and something like that. And it's really funny. He's like talking, about, he's replying to people going, that's true to an extent. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. You got to watch that. The last one we got, at least for me, apparently there were different few. Uh, Bullet Train, starring uh, Brad Pitt. Oh my God! I saw that trailer. That looked hilarious. It does. And as soon as they said uh, it's from the director of Deadpool two, just based on how that preview was going, it just made so yeah. much sense. It just it had a very similar feel to Deadpool. It did. Brad like character. Like so, Brad Pitt's character awesome. had a real, like. Yeah, he's like he's got like this mercenary feel to him, but he's but also, also got like the, he's got like the merc with the mouth. He's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean he's no Ryan Reynolds, but no, he's no Ryan Reynolds. But it looks it looks promising. It does. It does look very promising, and uh, it's just like oh man, uh, like the begin the opening of that trailer where he, he just sits down at the table, and you start talking to the dude, and the dude's like, "Shh, this is the quiet car." <laughs> It looked really good. I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. Anyway, back to Morbius. Yeah, back to Morbius. <laughs> that was part of the theater experience, so it counts. <laughs> <laughs> now that you guys was, can uh, that truly... Was the, that was what was really worth the ticket to get in. Right, yeah. Now you guys can say that, it, that you're getting the true theater experience here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I... I mean, I was honestly thinking about this for so long, trying to think of my favorite part of the movie. And like I said, I just, I really did not like it at all. There were just so many issues with the movie. It just felt so lazy and uninspired. And, you know, it's like they never heard of the term dramatic pause. Everything just like happened, like boom, boom, boom. Just like no, the timing of everything was just really off. It just, yeah, it just really poorly done. Um, and so, yeah, I just really could not think of um, anything that I liked about the movie. So I, I picked the trailer as my favorite part. <laughs> but what That's you said, fair. what you said, wasn't wasn't bad. It was it was pretty fun um, seeing him test his abilities once he got back to the lab. That was that was a pretty fun scene. Um, but that was pretty much it. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, even the scene where he learned how to fly. It was kind of weird the way they did it, <laughs> and that was really CGI weird. wasn't great. And there were there were other things going on in that scene that didn't make a whole lot of sense, like the uh, um, the train going faster than than his uh, friend uh, Milo, right? The train, yeah, it was like a slow motion thing, but the train was clearly going faster than Milo was, which, given everything that we had seen up to that point, didn't make any sense. So it just I don't know. There were just so many faults and just well, like the, yeah, that, things that they were it, not thinking through. But not only just, that, yeah, it's not only that though. It's just like, yeah, the train's faster than Milo, but because Milo's running towards him and he's standing still, does that make Morbius faster than Milo because he can just stand there as he's running? Because they should be the same speed, uh, be able to run at the same speed and move at the same speed. It's yeah, just 
I mean, I they, the way their powers work is kind of weird, though, right? Because yeah. um, they, like, get weaker over time, kind of. They do. And the, the amount of time goes down over time. Like, the, the more blood they drink, the weaker it gets. Or at least, at least that was the case with, like, the fake blood. Yeah, because right? he, he, he drinks the fake blood because he refuses to drink human blood. Uh, and he goes they were, I, they were trying to be like I don't know if they were just trying to be like cool by calling it blue and red like yeah. blue was the fake blood and red was real blood yeah um, <laughs> yeah right um, but yeah it was just like um, the blue blood lasted him six hours originally but then it went down to like four hours and something uh, and he's like he's like um, as he's talking to the other doctor he's like eventually it will be ineffective in the course of like a few days and just like um the whole timing of that just didn't make any sense to me like i just i don't don't believe that because like i was i was paying attention to like you know how the rate of decay of like the effectiveness of the like blue um blue blood and it was just not consistent at all because like it got down to four hours 22 minutes pretty quickly but then it like stayed there for it seemed like days right <laughs> like no yeah like, they're just seemed, not consistent with that at all like for the first couple days it stayed at six hours and then for the rest of the film uh it just happened to be four hours and 22 minutes and he just kept timing it every single time just going up oh, blue blood time blue blood time mm-hmm. um and it was just like how how often is he gonna how many days does he have until it goes down because it's it's a, it seems like it only goes down by the effectiveness by two hours or like an hour and, and something minutes or whatever it is. Um, so like over the course of like a week, it, he should be down. But like it seemed like he was already through like at least two weeks. Yeah. And then, you know, he was like saying that he wanted to get cured. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then the movie ended without him getting a cure. Um and he just like flew off into the distance with no explanation of like why he suddenly yeah. decided he didn't want to get cured. Like they didn't, they didn't explain that. I mean, I know it's it's fine like for movies to not handhold us and explain everything, but I really felt like that needed an answer. And they just like, well, yeah, I mean, that like was another was... part of like you know them being lazy. I felt like you know like they just didn't want to bother explaining it. They were just like, ah, this movie's done. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like um he has like he comes up with the two antibodies or whatever they are um to to take down milo and everything and then he's like he's like he basically tells his uh his doctor girlfriend uh, i forget her name um uh but he just tells you she's like there's two one for milo and i'm guessing the other one's for you and he's just like i can't I can't uh, let this thing spread or whatever it is. And then he just flies off and it's like, you know what? I'm just going to forget about this thing in my pocket, you know? But uh, I, I, I said I was going to take my own life, but uh, but no, I think I'm just going to continue going around being a vampire. Right. No explanation. Um, and apparently he's a villain now at the end. Apparently. I, we, um, we, can, we can get it. I, I have uh, I have some, uh, some more... Um, extreme opinions about i know i was i was kind of confused about that at the very I'll, end there. i'll go into that later i, yeah, I definitely yeah, yeah, have yeah. some words for yeah. sony about that one exactly um, right but uh yeah um 
for multiple reasons. But but anyway, uh, one thing I realized we should probably do now before we get any further along here. Um, I was saying don't bother going to watch the movie because we got you and we haven't really explained like the plot of the movie so i think we should kind of yeah, run through that a bit for anybody we kind of started in the middle to there. Us and decided to not see the movie and just listen to us so so let's do that real quick so yeah. the movie starts just right away um with uh with morbius flying in a helicopter to a cave uh i don't remember where exactly costa rica coast, right yep costa rica He's there with a bunch of guys and they just like set out this trap and then um, they uh, or Morbius like cuts his hand and then a whole bunch of vampire bats come flying out and then they he calls it like a trap but the way that that looked it did not look like a trap to me at all it was I mean basically like imagine um, a harp but I know, right? right? Yeah, it, was, it was basically a heart, not the same shape, obviously. It was rectangular, but it's yeah, it was like a, a rectangular box. heart. It was a box that had strings <laughs> attached to the lid. But it um, didn't even look like a box to me. It just, it was like, it was flat, right? It didn't look like there were like four sides to it. Maybe I didn't get a good enough look at it, but I was I like, thought it, how I in thought the world it was like a trap? They moved like this crate and then they open up the crate and he like lifts up the lid and everything. and strings are coming down and he puts his hand through the strings and i was like yeah i was I like know. well how is that supposed to yeah i mean if the bats were able to fly into there they would be able to fly out too so it's right. just i don't know the whole like I, trap thing didn't make it didn't sense explain what it does right uh, i mean they didn't like need that. to like verbally explain it but yeah at least like show the trap happening but it's yeah whatever. It's like it's, somehow they got a giant swarm of bats with this trap that didn't seem to really do anything <laughs> And then, uh, and then, um, uh, I think at that point they did a flashback to his childhood. Yeah, uh, flashback to Greece. I don't, of all places, um, he's in a hospital in Greece. Um, oh, did, didn't was, they they changed the setting in this one, right? Because it was supposed to be in New York. Um, yeah. Then there's just there's just like way too much stuff going on in New York, so they decided to change the location. They changed Since the location. To too crowded. Greece, and then like. <laughs> when he grows up, he ends up in New York. So it's just like, that's how they played it off that way. Um, but yeah, he's in a special hospital in Greece as a child um, due to blood his disorder. Uh, yeah, his blood, blood disorder that leads to his uh, muscular dystrophy or something like that, where he has to use crutches and stuff like that to, to walk. Um, and, and yeah, that's where you first encounter him as a child or yeah, as a young child. And he seems pretty kind of content with himself there. When you first see him, he's just like, yeah, this is my life uh, right now until uh, this new kid shows up. Trying to look up the name of that disease. I can't find it. It might be made up. I, it might I'm be assuming made it's up. not, but. Um... I'm not finding it. But anyway, rare blood disease. Yeah, like you said, he's at this uh, like institution where they're trying to help people in, in his condition. And, um, he's been there for a while. And uh, then his new roommate, uh, Milo, shows up. Um, and uh, the two of them both have the same condition. And uh, yeah, it it's like cripples them over time. And they have to continuously get these... Uh, 
blood infusions uh, to yeah. uh, to counteract the effects of the disease, so they can just stay alive. Really, I mean, they're still crippled from it, but um, it's able to keep them going. And yeah. then uh, I think at that point they flash forward. Um, or no, so something happens while they're in the like right. uh, institution. Um, the machinery keeping Milo alive, giving him the blood uh, infusion, um, malfunctions. It malfunctions. Yeah. Yeah. And then Morbius, just like that, he grabs a pen, takes the spring out of the pen, and then he uses the spring to fix the machinery um, because the staff is not responding. Like they're not, they're not jumping on it and saving Milo's life. So he does it himself. And that's where we find out. Actually, maybe that was my favorite part of the movie because I thought it was it was pretty clever. It was a good way of showing us without like you know being super blunt about it that he was you know he's clearly <laughs> he's basically a smart a guy. <laughs> yeah, right. He's basically a genius. Um, so then uh, the the guy uh, I don't know if he owns the institution or if he just works there, but he seems like the the head guy. He's, yeah, he's in charge he's of everybody. Like, the, like the like a hospital administrator type of guy. Uh, but he's a doctor. He like the he's a doctor, doctor. Yeah, yeah. So then he, you know, um, he recognizes that uh, Morbius is clearly very smart, and um, he tells him about, uh, you know, somewhere that uh, you know he can send him to to give him a better opportunity. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was because uh, I don't think we ever saw like where he was sent right. off to he, he said uh, uh like, he can get him like a a school for gifted science. children which maybe maybe i was like thinking x-men like you're a gifted child and there's a uh there's a special uh place special for, school for gifted for, children for kids <laughs> like you and i was just like i was like please tell me his name is charles please tell me his name is charles um but no, he's just like, uh, he's like, if we apply, we can get you a, a scholarship to pay for your tuition and everything. It's in New York and everything. And, um, and I don't think we ever like, saw the school from that point, you know, they just, you know, childhood moment is over. There's some other flashbacks, I think, later in the movie. Um, but that's it. And then they fast forward to, you know, him having gone through uh, the gifted school and, um, graduates at 19 and he's graduates about to get the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> right. And then like, uh, they call his name and then they cut to the next scene and then they they talk about how he apparently rejected the Nobel Prize. Yeah, he was like, Just, yeah, didn't want it. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, kind of cool. I respect that, I guess, because he's not doing it for the Nobel Prize. He's doing right, it because he right. really wants to help people. But if he didn't want it, why'd he show great. up? I mean, I, I really like Morbius's character you know, yeah, at least I, as they attempted to present it. <laughs> well, Very I like smart, his character too. Yeah, Sorry, because because um, like the when they're kids, uh, when they're kids, so he forms this bond with Milo, whose real name is actually Lucian, uh, when he gets there. But he names him Milo. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. Uh, because he's just like he goes, he goes, so hi Milo, and he's like, my name's Lucian. He's like. I know, but the guy before you was Milo, and the guy before him was Milo, <laughs> and so he just keeps naming all these new kids that come in Milo. But yeah. he apparently forms a, a bond with this new Milo, um, and before he leaves, he writes him a letter, telling him he's like, "I'm going off," and he's like, "I'm going to uh, New York to become a doctor, and I'm going to find a cure for the two of us." He's just like, uh, and that motivates him for his entire 
life, like his entire life's journey is to save himself, not just himself, but his best friend, Milo. And uh, the selflessness where it's just like, I'm not doing this for the Nobel Peace Prize. I'm doing this to save my best friend. Um, yeah. That that was pretty cool about his yeah. character. The thing is, though, like, um, like I said, I like what they like were trying to do with this character. They just didn't do a good job because I feel like right. if they had done it right, I would have felt like, you know, choked up. Like I would have been really touched by that. But no, <laughs> like, they just didn't present it in a good way. Um, right. So they, when I feel like they kind of they rushed the whole flash yeah, they rushed back to when they were things. kids because like there's only they're only on screen as uh, as children for like maybe 10 minutes at most and it doesn't cover like how did they become so close of friends in that short span of time that you see them on screen it's like um so it would have been nice to see a little bit of like yeah he saved he saved Milo's life by recalibrating the machine and everything. But like, what after that happened? Like, what? where did the bond come in and everything like that? Where did the friendship actually solidify? Um, and then what the hell happened? What the hell did Milo do for the rest of his life? Because that's just an unanswered question when you meet him as an adult. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's just been in that institution his entire life, and um, they're making fun of, like, or Morbius was making fun of the fact that he, like, never reads. <laughs> yeah. Really, so he's not too bright, I guess. Yeah, but, like, um, I guess he comes from money, is what I'm assuming, because he has it. Yeah, because they do say something about that at one point, how... Um, uh Yeah, because uh, after the, the scene in the ship... Uh, where there were all those bodies um mm -hmm. milo was telling him you should have told me i could have like helped uh you know get rid of that for you oh well yeah yeah, yeah. so implying that like, he comes from money and power well right? i know he has like millions of dollars and everything like that but i didn't know if like growing up he uh like he he himself like from whatever he went through he eventually became a multimillionaire from his own skills or if he inherited that from his family uh I'd like to say the latter that he inherited it from his family because that, if you yeah, if you notice when he first shows up, yeah. but if you notice when he first shows up as a kid, he's getting out of a a black car and a I nice suit that. and everything. Yeah, he gets out of the black car in a nice suit, making it look like sense, he does yeah. come from a, a family that has money that can afford to send him to this hospital. Yeah, no, that that only makes sense, and also just given like his character, the kind of yeah. you know his kind of like personality, he did seem like kind of a spoiled rich kid. Yeah, he just seemed like you know this was everything was given to me except for the fact that I can't. Except for the you person. know rare blood disease that's killing <laughs> yeah. his whole life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> making yeah. every day yeah, agony. Just... Yeah, except for that, it's minor, minor detail. <laughs> minor um, detail. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I did finally find an answer, um, at least according to uh, this website, it is an unknown blood disease. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's so there you go. Even yeah. Marvel doesn't know what it is. <laughs> Apparently. So yeah, and multiple, multiple kids are suffering from it, and they just, for some reason, never decided to give it a name. So anyway, I know, right? unknown blood disease. So yeah. Unknown blood disease that affects millions of kids. Is it billions? I don't know. I'm making up numbers just like Marvel. <laughs> you know. There you go. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, he rejects the Nobel Prize. And right. then um, 
so the, the timing is a little bit confusing. They don't really make it clear because after he rejects the Nobel Prize, they go to a scene with him in uh, his lab um, and his assistant. Uh, do you remember her name? I can't quite remember it. I think if, if you think of it, let me know. Doctor, but, Doctor something. It's a Spanish <laughs> name. Yes, Doctor something. It's not Doctor Strange. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, so he's in he's in the lab with his uh, partner, I guess, and. Um, Martine. Martine. Yeah, Dr. Martine. Thank Dr. you. Dr. Martine, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's in the lab with Dr. Martine, and uh, they're just talking, and, you know, this is where we find out that he uh, uh, rejected the Nobel Prize because uh, right. she, she he's mentioned plastered that all over the conversation. He's plastered all over the newspaper, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, then at some point in the conversation, I don't remember exactly how it happened, she walks over to this... Uh, uh, like tube, I, I guess tube, yeah, tube, just this cage, giant tube shaped cage, tube canister um, thing, cylind cylindrical glass cage, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and then she like turns on the light, and then all of a sudden bats start going crazy inside there. Which first of all, that that felt kind of inhumane, given how many bats were in there. They had like very well, whole, little room to the actually. Whole time that the bats are in there though, throughout the movie felt inhumane because you never see a single scene of him feeding the bats yeah anything like yeah are the bats just eating each other in that thing it's just like, what's going <laughs> on bats, like you i know the cannibalistic bats jeez i mean they they supposedly survive on blood so i guess yeah, it's implied I that he gives them blood but it's not his and maybe he, he makes a point blood. of that maybe he gives them what blue blood blue blood <laughs> Well, I mean, he, it's blue light in there too. I mean, it's blue yeah, light, blue blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah. yeah, you see this giant canister of blue, uh, blue light lit up uh, bats oh, just swirling he, around, flying. I think around. we said this before, but they're vampire bats. Oh yeah, they are vampire bats. Obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are vampire bats. Um, there, there must be like what three hundred of them or something. There's a lot. Something like that, which which I'll bring up later on because it doesn't make sense in the very end. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna mention yeah. something about that scene too. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think I think we're thinking the same thing here. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like um, but yeah, so he has she finds, I mean, so she turns on the light and all the bats start flying around frantically in like a and actually a certain pattern too inside the tube, um, and she like basically a cyclone. Yeah, like, you know, like a cytone vortex uh, yeah, type yeah. of thing. And she's like, you know, you could lose your license. And he just casually brushes it off like, I'm not going to need it anytime soon anymore. Uh, he's like, but you might want like plausible deniability because you're going to still need your license. I was like, what? Uh, Maurice. Yeah. So he's doing some really sketchy stuff with the bats. And he's explaining that because these bats are able to survive only on blood that they have like um their gland, yeah their gland like their specific a specific gland develops a sort of specific coagulant type of thing that um that does something to i guess to their own blood um it's like maybe like a super filter or something like that um but he's trying to splice the dna from from the bats into human dna um, um, so first that he starts it, with mice, but yeah. Yeah, first humans. he starts with mice, but he wants the, his end goal is to splice, uh, splice the vampire bat DNA with the human DNA to basically cure his disease. Yep. 
and um, then yeah, so he uh, you know he runs some experiments. He has things you know moving around, whooshing this way and that to make it look all sciency, and <laughs> and then um, then yeah, um, he's he tested on one of the mice. The uh, the mouse dies, and um, then uh, they go nurse? to a nurse comes in and says yeah, there's something wrong with one of his patients. Girl now, in the other I don't, room that's dying. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know about you, but. Yes. So during that scene, when the nurse just comes waltzing into his lab <laughs> and says, uh, such, uh, the girl uh, is like, there's something wrong with her. That tube with the bats is still lit up and those bats are still flying crazy. And this nurse does not bat an eye at this tube of bats as if it doesn't even exist there. Again, was, lazy. They're just like, I know, so I many just like they just I was just like, overlook so much stuff. Does she, is she in on it? <laughs> like, does she does she know about it? Is Morbius paying her to keep quiet? <laughs> like, I mean, it seems like he's trying to be pretty secretive. So I would imagine that's just them being lazy and exactly, just yeah. yeah. To I was just like, I was like, that doesn't that just doesn't make any sense for her to just mm -hmm. walk in and be like, oh, you have a tube of bats. <laughs> just lazy there, it's just like, yeah. um, or at least like give a look or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like reacts to the Anything. fact it's like. Yeah. This seems unethical, um, <laughs> but the priority is the girl. And uh, so, yeah, a uh, nurse comes in, tells him there's something wrong with one of his patients that he's been taking care of for a while. Um, they go in and they see her. Um, I think she's like, she's having some kind of, she goes into some type of episode where uh, I think they said like her kidneys or something was shutting down. And the only way to like actually save her was to put her into a medically induced coma. Am I right? That, that sounds right. Yeah, and so like I was a little distracted by the uh, you know what was going on with the mouse. So, oh yeah, I, the mouse whole mouse. It thing. was it was pretty obvious what was going to happen. Yeah, because I do that. We're like they you know they had this experimental drug. They injected in the mouse. It's it, I mean it's always a mouse. The mouse dies, and then you know they go do something else, and then either they're seeing the mouse come back or the mouse comes back off screen. And they don't find out until later. You know, it's happened so many times. I mean, they did it in, um, I, I think it was uh, the, the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. Um, didn't uh, like <laughs> the doctor inject one of the the mice that was missing a limb, and then he grew the limb back, and then the doctor's oh, like, oh, oh that worked. The and one then, with Andrew uh, Andrew Garfield, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then later I on, they found that. that the that the mouse like broke out of his cage, and he was yeah. like murdering some other creature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Oops. forgot about that one. But yeah, I mean, they've done it many times, so it was completely expected. First, first movie that came to my mind not about something either. like that was uh, it's not even a, a Marvel movie. It's uh, that the I Am Legend movie with uh, Will Smith, where he's trying to find a cure to the like the the zombie things, but he's using it on mice. That's a good example. Yep. Yeah, it's just like he's testing on mice, and he's like, hold on. He's like injects one of them. He's like, well, pending results. Same thing with Morbius. Like he's a scientist. Like he's he's doing all these things, and he's just trying to find the cure. But yeah, yeah um, with those other movies, though, it felt like those scenes felt like more dramatic, you know, yeah. like like a bigger like shock reveal when when suddenly the creature was alive or, you know, or, ravenous you know, or whatever, or, whatever the case or was. It didn't it work. Was just, yeah, it was just like, oh, he's alive. You know, like, yeah. I expected him to at least be like, you know, uh, <laughs> putting his head against the glass or something, you know, like something to show. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, but no, he's like a normal mouse. He's alive, totally fine. 
Yeah, so, like he he they inject the mouse. The mouse like goes into like these convulsion things, and then all of a sudden dies. And he's just like he lets out Morbius lets out a sigh and the like disappointment, and he's just like ah oh, okay. Then the nurse comes in, and they get distracted by the whole uh girl having an episode <laughs> in her bed that um Doctor Martine like looks over. I don't even know what causes her to look back at the dead mouse yeah she uh, just casually looks she just over casually like, looks oh, over by the way like, the mouse is alive <laughs> yeah by the way the mouse is alive and morbius is like is it now <laughs> oh he's like, like yeah, he's there like, should have been some more excitement yeah he's just like, like oh i've just cured this ex- extremely rare blood disease that's been killing me and my best friends our entire like, lives like exactly. and then, more excitement there and then not to mention that the nurse is still in the room when all this is happening. So it's just like, it's yeah. like well, do we kill the nurse because of <laughs> something that she's not supposed to know? Uh, yeah, because yeah. I mean, if, if that nurse put two and two together, um, she, she could have definitely gotten them in some serious trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised the nurse didn't say anything when the FBI started coming around later on in the movie. Yeah, it was just like, yeah. Um, um, but anyway, so the mouse lived dead at that point. Yeah, yeah. So now he's got his cure, and the next step is uh, illegal human trials. Naturally, um, which <laughs> which makes sense, <laughs> actually, because um, yeah, I mean, human experimentation. You need all all sorts of uh, approvals to be able to go to that step. Um, yeah, you, know, you gotta get successful cleared by trials a bunch and all of that stuff. And yeah. That. And he didn't have time. He's dying. You know, he wants to do it right away. So his his yeah. logic: let's do. You know, let's go to international waters and uh, do it there. Um, and I actually I saw a video about uh, uh, what's it called maritime law, I think, and international law and stuff like that. Like, even if you're in international waters, it's not everything is legal. Like things like murder and stuff like that are illegal no matter where you are. So you can still get in trouble for things like that, even if you're in international waters. Um, so I don't know exactly where well, this that's falls, the thing. It's just like, illegal yeah, experimentation, I mean, but maybe it was fine. I don't know. I didn't do research on that specific. Uh, well, specific yeah, but when you're in international waters, I guess, when it comes to like experimentation, it's... Um, it's okay because you know you're you're outside the U.S. government, I guess. Uh, so you don't have to worry about all that stuff. But like like you said, murder you you're still held accountable for murder. And they actually uh, Milo kind of points at that because like when they get back uh, afterwards and he's just like, we can make those things go away. It's like because it's like he doesn't say you were in international waters. You're good. <laughs> So, but yeah, um, there are specific things that you can do in international waters and things you can't still do in international waters. Um, anyway, so he decides to to uh, do the test on himself. And, and he takes uh, Dr. Martin with him. Yeah, so he and Dr. Martin go on a boat uh, with a bunch of um, mercenaries. Mercenaries, yeah, basically. <laughs> it, you know, you do you, I guess. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but whatever. So they go on the international waters and uh, they do their tests there. And, um, you know, it works, but they don't even like show Morbius dying and coming back. 
I feel that felt kind of deliberate though. It was either deliberate or lazy, and I'm honestly having a I'm hard time deciding. I'm on the lazy side. So am I, but the fact that it's Morbius the living vampire makes me think that it might have been deliberate, but that might be giving them too much credit. You know, because like if he died right. and came back, then he's no longer Morbius the living vampire. He's more traditional vampire. Um, but not. <laughs> yeah. Right, and they actually make yeah. a, a point of that later in and the cafe. Scene, it could have yeah, been a we'll lot funnier, but <laughs> I know <laughs> that just kind of fell flat. That <laughs> could have been a lot of like that would have been a great scene if if uh, Disney did it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he goes out and he and basically um, like so, Doctor Martine injects him with the serum and everything, but then straps him to a chair. Uh, which resembles like something you would see like a death row inmate get strapped down to, and then um, he like starts a, having psych- like psychiatric ward. Yeah, like a psychiatric ward. You got straps and everything. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like um, when I saw that scene, like they inject them with the serum and everything, and then they strap them down on the chair and everything, or on the table, whatever it is. Uh, I got real Captain America vibes off of that um because the same thing like you can like play them side by side and steve rogers before he becomes captain america he's this frail skinny dude getting strapped into this uh this machine he gets injected with the uh the super soldier serum and everything and but he has to get exposed to like gamma rays or something for it to actually take effect and here's more that was not done on international waters that was not the one international <laughs> waters. That was U.S. sanctioned experimentation. Right. Yeah. So they actually <laughs> took the time to get the approvals, but in that case, there wasn't somebody dying. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, right? on a clock. So it did. It did kind of make sense. It did make sense, but it but it still gave me that that Captain yeah, yeah. America a lot vibe of there for sure. Because um, sure. you're just like looking at them, just like, and it kind of makes me think if they did the same thing that they did with Captain America with Jared Leto. Like was Jared Leto always like fit during the entire shooting and then just super? I feel like he was. I was like, wondering the same thing at the beginning. Because some 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 actors will will say no, I don't want to go that route, and they'll be like, oh, I want to get like I want to drop the weight and then I want to add it back, um, to portray that you know. But I, I feel like I don't it, think they could do that in this sense because he goes back and forth sometimes in the movie. Well, I mean, they could just film different scenes in different orders. Yeah, they could. So do, I mean, but I, I feel like it had to be a body double because uh, there were two actors that did it, right? So mm-hmm. it was both uh, Morbius and Milo. If it was just yeah. one of them, I could see, you know, maybe um, they did it the legit way, but I feel like it had to be a body double. But yeah, I mean, there's that. But I believe Milo, when Milo is like around in like uh, in the area and everything, like whenever he was around Morbius, he didn't seem as frail as Morbius because he always had more layers. If you ever notice, if you notice like in the movie, he had more layers on at all times. So it's almost as if like he could have just hid that, um, at least directing one. But there is that too. I don't think I'll see it again. I know. I mean, like from the beginning no of the way movie, I'm gonna go see I was watching. I was watching for that because I don't know. They, yeah. It was definitely they were trying to make them look frail, and it yeah yeah did a good job of it. Um, uh, and we were comparing this to Captain America, and I will say I love that movie. 
Um, yeah, I talked I about too. it in my like uh, all all time favorite MCU movies rankings episode. I love that movie. Like that was number eleven, I think, <laughs> on my oh, list. Yeah, yeah uh, it's super a great high. movie. It's but a great movie. That is the one thing that I really did not like about that movie. Just the skinny Captain America. It just looked so weird and unnatural. The superimposed face on the skinny yeah, body. It was just yeah, so it, it was did. not well done. But this movie, if they did do a body double, they did a much better job. They did um, do a much better job. But I don't know if it was body double. I haven't looked it up. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically, um, but back to what we were talking about. Um, you see Michael Morbius get injected with the serum and you get to see him strapped down. And um, and I believe like the next thing is like he's going into convulsions and everything like that. And then um, it cuts to it cuts to a scene where the mercenaries are talking and one of the dudes is like, I'm going to go check on the doctor. And, um, and he gets down there and he kind of gets into an altercation with uh, Dr. Martin because he's like, I guess the captain of the ship or the, or, the, or the head of the mercenaries or something like that. And she's basically telling him to get out of the lab. And he's like, I mean, she's got some She's got some guts telling that to a guy who has an automatic rifle attached to his hip there. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but yeah, then all of a sudden, like, they're getting into an argument and everything, and then all of a sudden, they pan over to the containment unit that, that's holding Morbius, and he's gone. <laughs> and then Yeah, it's just very sudden. And that was, like, another one of the scenes that made me think, like, you know, uh, it really could have been done much better. It could have been much more dramatic. There could have been a much bigger like shock moment. Like you saw it coming. It was there was no like you know slow reveal of it. No dramatic music building up into it. Like yeah, there's some background music, but it just was there not was really enhancing music. the scene yeah. at all. I kind of wish that it could have been so much better. But they just it was just like so quick and just ugh, lazy. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, and here's one thing that. I would say is like how you go about doing these movies like this is like when you release it when they released the trailer for Morbius they released what he looks like as Morbius the vampire they so going into this movie we already know what he looks like in his uh, in his vampire form Uh, and so I feel like when you get introduced to his vampire self in the movie, like right after the transformation happens, like they're holding out on it so it can be like this big reveal in the movie. But it's like, if anybody's seen the trailer, you already know what he looks like. So they could have really gone all out with the whole transformation process and still kept that suspense a little, probably made that suspense even better uh, because like they could have done like the whole eyes going bloodshot red and then uh then his like face kinda, on the table yeah and then so like see his just... face kind of turn start turning into the vampire and then go back to uh dr martin having the altercation with the dude and then he yeah. then he can just disappear like seeing him kind of yeah, you, you should have directed this you would have done <laughs> <laughs> like kind of seeing him transform into morbius like because like uh and then then pan and then they're just like wait where'd he go that's when you like everybody's like oh we already know what's coming yeah it was just it was like they knew like all right people who see this movie they're gonna know what to expect so Mm -hmm. why bother with drama and 
suspense, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They'll pay the money. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, it's a Marvel uh, film. We know they're coming to see it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, uh, it, that's just one of those scenes, like many of the scenes in the movie, that just made me really feel like they were not inspired and just being lazy and just it was just a cash grab i was really that's, disappointed by that, that that's why i'm telling people not scene. to see this movie yeah i was really disappointed in that first transformation scene it was mm-hmm. just it's probably like this transformation but the mouse you know because the mouse was yeah, the same the whole, thing the mouse except was the whole we actually saw the thing. mouse die which was a, a little bit more that was yeah. more than we saw with morbius but um we actually don't even know normal. if it actually died to be honest it's not like they were keeping vitals on that mouse too true the mouse kind of just fell over and like let out yeah. this big sigh like and dead. they're just like yeah. he's dead like yep. <laughs> that's like a doctor saying oh yeah he's gone and then the person comes back it's like okay i was wrong <laughs> they're not actually i mean to be dead. fair when the mouse died that was when they got pulled away so they never really had a chance to check his vitals i know there's not it's like he just like he's like oh right. it's like like if he pulled the mouse out to like I don't know, start the disposal process or whatever he does, whatever he's done with all the other experiments that he's done, uh, he probably would have realized, wait, he's not dead. <laughs> um, and that would have, I think that would kind of be like a more, a better reveal that it worked is if, I, if he actually handled the mouse and realized he's like, wait a minute, something's not right here. You know, it, did it, did it work? And then it build up, and then the mouse come alive yeah. in his own hands and everything like that. Right? Yeah, I mean that's, that would have been awesome. Been like they're just that would have been awesome, but they just no kind of dramatic pauses, late. complete lack of suspense, just very lazy. Yeah. Like they many, went really lazy and went like, "All right, I guess we'll just move on to the next scene," and then pan yeah. over to the mouse. Hey, he's back. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're it's, like, "All right, what do we absolutely need to show in this movie? Let's show it and just move on." you know, you know yeah it kind of felt like that it's kind of like <laughs> it's like the it's like the producers and everybody went here's our bullet list here's our scenes like, make check, the scene check check, bullet check, check 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 all right check, movie release check. i feel we'll like when the they <laughs> when they were presenting this movie like after the full edit and then like they did the first showing of it to like the director or everybody and like the like the producers are in back there going check yeah we get, yep we got that one yeah yeah, yeah. yep yep <laughs> all right give it to the world oh, yeah right. but yeah so morbius transforms into the living vampire and uh goes haywire he goes berserk yeah and he he just Murdered everybody and somehow even though um and they reference this later like during that transformation he is not himself he has no control and yet there's a little piece of him that is somehow able to recognize dr martine like he looks at her Exactly. He, he knows that he can't kill her, which didn't really make sense. It didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Since, like, like he didn't even remember it later. Like yeah, because so he was completely lost. Like he he lost himself he entirely. Basic, he like he went basic savage mode. And right. Just, like he like in that like in that and in that first transformation. And even Milo says it later on. He's like, you know what the first transformation is like. You can't. You have no control. You have no control. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't have the same same reaction that he did. Right. He had some control. He had a teensy, bit. He had a control. I mean, he's like, uh, yeah, he like looks a little inconsistent, a little lazy. I mean, I feel like they they could have done that in a better way. They could have made it so that somehow uh, Doctor Martin was like, you know, trapped under some stuff so that he couldn't even see her. 
you know so he or, wouldn't have been able to yeah kill if he wanted to you know yeah there's, there's there would have been a there could have been a better way to do it or maybe she I, wouldn't have been knocked unconscious and she would have like run and trapped herself in a closet or something well I guess technically he could he could break down the closet door so that he could be. he broke but down they could have done steel, something he, something he broke down that. that steel door pretty easily right. I think what they probably could have done in that situation especially because she plays such an important role in his life like she's been by his side throughout this entire thing and and it makes sense because and it shows that there is a connection between them because of all the people he takes out to do this illegal experimentation he takes her out there and now her license and her whole career is on the line should she get uh mixed up in this and everything i think when when he sees when he's in full morbius vampire mode and he sees her like on the ground um like unconscious I think they could have taken it in a direction where he could have like gone after her, like start shape, like start running towards her, but like maybe like a quick like flashback in his mind, just like pop up or like shows you know her being with yeah. him. But that's kind of that's kind of like implied him. that he has yeah. like a memory of her. But yeah, but so, like I mean it, that's that's still going against the whole like losing himself. You know, so yeah, that implies but, that he's not losing himself. I think the better way to do it, and it would have been actually a really cool scene if they did it this way, is she wasn't knocked unconscious. Mm. Um, and she's like, she sees him, uh, all the other guys start firing at him and he's tearing them apart and then she runs. And he's like chasing after her while taking all the other guys out. And it's just like this big, exciting chase scene, all these guys firing him, getting just destroyed left and right. And you she's know just like barely really? managing to stay ahead. And then like, as soon as he catches up to her, that's when his transformation ends. And she's just yeah. like barely survives. Like that would have been way <laughs> yeah. more exciting. It would have yeah. made sense. He would have lost himself, but still not killed her. That kind of way better. <laughs> that kind of has like the, the incredible Hulk feel to it kind of a little bit uh, because um. Sure. what's her name uh Liv Tyler's uh character um I, I'm talking about like the Edward uh the Incredible Hulk yeah the Incredible Hulk with Edward yeah. Norton um and um like yeah because he was chasing after her and, like, yeah he was like he, when he went berserk like when he went to Hulk um he has no control At he has no he control and he didn't yeah he didn't he just like Hulk just took over and just smashed Hulk and destroyed out. everything <laughs> But then, like, he looks into her eyes and he's just like, he's like, oh, wait, I can't, Hulk can't smash this person. <laughs> and so they could have played on something kind of like that with Morbius, too. It's just like, um, but like, yeah, I, I would have liked that, uh, that a little bit more where she stayed conscious and she kind of, because then she could have had like a better understanding of what happens to him when he, <laughs> when he goes full vampire mode um instead but she of already had a good understanding well she already yeah she saw the first she saw, murder she, yeah she the saw first him. guy went in there she tracked walked, him in there she walked him in there she's like she's <laughs> so like she well that's what you get for not leaving my lab it's like well he's on the ceiling currently so i'm gonna go ahead and close this door yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like it would have been i thought that would have been funny if she was like Cause the dude was a dick to her. Um, mm -hmm. He was just a jerk, like coming down there thinking he's all that. I'm a, I'm the head of the mercenaries. I got a gun, you know. Uh, go ahead, talk back to me. And then all of a sudden, she, <laughs> when they get in there, he's on the ceiling and he goes, "What is that?" She could have just closed that and she goes, and "She goes, that's Michael Morbius." And then he attacks, <laughs> he attacks and everything. And just like she could have been like, "Oh, that would have been 
funny. That would have been funny. I would have liked that instead. Uh, but it was still funny to see her just lock the door and just leave him there to die. <laughs> but but moving on to the like the whole savage kill uh, fight. It wasn't even a fight. It was a massacre. Uh, <laughs> scene that came next. I got so confused uh, with all the film angles and everything that they were doing. Like there were parts of it that like tried to make it look like it tried to they had I felt like it was really lazily done because they at one point you see a blood splatter on the screen as if you're actually there (laughs) but then not and then when he goes and kills other people it's almost as if he's like grabbing you and doing this stuff and I was just like I am so confused right now I'm not even sure what's going on here Another thing about like uh, the scenes with him killing people, I feel like they were kind of switching back between deciding if this is like an action movie or a horror movie. And yeah, they, they should have just like picked one and gone with it, but they were just like switching yeah. too much, and I really feel like that hurt the movie a lot. It did because like I was like, I think the- it would have been fine either way, but they just couldn't pick one. Just right, switching like, back and forth. They kept going back and forth because like one person's death was like totally action scene and then the another person's death was totally horror scene where right, like yeah. lurking in the shadows and everything and it's mm-hmm. just like i'm just like i'm so confused what is going on here to be fair the one uh horror scene that i'm thinking of uh at the time i was thinking why did they do it this way you know why are they switching back and forth between action and horror but now that i know what happened after it makes a lot more sense because it wasn't morbius Right, so they needed mm-hmm. to hide who it was. So that at least mm-hmm. made a little bit of sense, but still, it shouldn't have been done that way. Um, That's fair, yeah. But anyway, so his massacre on the boat happens, and uh, yeah. we find out about his powers later. I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but like when he gets his powers mm-hmm. from the bats, because this is the first time we see the result, uh, like the final result of the transformation, because they don't show right. what happens with the mouse. I, I. I don't know, maybe the result of splicing with mouse DNA is not as dramatic as splicing with human DNA, maybe, but they never get into that. Um, But anyway, so he has uh, super strength, super speed. He can fly. He can use echolocation. Um, I I don't think he's immortal. I'm pretty sure he's not because he's not a traditional vampire. He's a living vampire. I also, they don't really get into his ability to heal. Like he moves really quickly and kind of like dodges bullets. Um, So it like seems like he's invincible, but we don't actually know. Like um, he says he has like the constitution of an Olympic athlete, but we don't actually know if he's got like a healing factor, like Wolverine or anything like that. I would think he kind may, he may have a healing factor, but that's probably based off of um, the drinking of blood. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, obviously like, drinking blood does uh does heal his disease like cures right. his disease. also like bulks it him get, up yeah it gave him more he, he gave him more muscle mass and everything like that so i'm pretty sure it gives him some kind of healing uh factor yeah, not like wolverine really where it's like instant heal mm-hmm. um but because like um like uh we'll we'll touch base on this later on and uh down the road but there is there's like only one part in the entire movie where he actually takes damage 
and that's like in the final fight <laughs> and, and can you expand on that because I, I don't quite remember did he actually heal from that but that's the thing you don't happens. you don't see really okay. that's probably why whether or not it. he heals <laughs> from it or not he takes one slash to the gut uh to the chest or the gut the abdomen area from milo but that's the most damage he's taken in the entire movie uh, but you don't see whether or not he heals from it or anything like that. I take it that he does heal from it, but like again, time skips around very weird in this movie. Yeah. That like the next time we see him is like I don't know, maybe months down the line. You know, you never know. Right. So it's yeah. just like the timing, pacing of everything. Yeah, it's jumping just, around. It's just it's the not, jumping around is really weird, but um, kind of hard to yeah. follow the times. Yeah. But yeah, he's a. Uh, He's learning his new abilities. I thought that was pretty nifty. Um, so like, with his new abilities, I kind of had a problem with it because they didn't really explain. Like, it doesn't make any sense that he has these abilities. The one ability, well, two abilities, I guess, that makes sense because of the splicing with the bats. And they, they did mention this earlier um, in the very first scene when they get to the cave with the bats. They're talking about how, like, uh, how a bat can um, take out somebody like 10 times the size of no problem flying, implying yeah, yeah. like increased strength, right? Mm -hmm. So like super strength, I guess I can kind of, like, that's kind of justified um, mm -hmm. with the splicing with the bat DNA. Also echolocation makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um, and I guess flight kind of, but bats are only able to fly because they have wings. So not really. I know, yeah. You know, <laughs> he doesn't turn into a bat. He just, he just, all of a sudden he can right. fly. He just, he's able to see the air currents and use them and effectively them. to yeah, fly. Yeah, he just yeah. rides them. Right. Um, um, and then he's got super speed, which makes no sense. Um, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense at right. all. And then if um, if he has a healing factor, again, that doesn't make any sense. And the whole like bulking up. I mean, I guess it it would. Like the whole like uh, blood disease coagulation uh, mm -hmm. effect with the vampire DNA, it makes sense that it would you know cure his disease, but the whole bulking up part didn't make any sense. Yeah, it that I didn't so. <laughs> I didn't understand the uh, the whole he goes from frail to like um to like oh Bodybuilder. You know, yeah he's just like a oh, superhero now um because yep. like it doesn't it just didn't the way they did it like because he spliced vampire bat dna with human dna um you would think that he would just take on the attributes of a vampire bat more like all the like the echolocation and all the other things uh that a bat has but when um but when he starts getting these supernatural powers, those seem like more things like a traditional vampire would have. So they yeah, kind so of didn't make a lot of sense. No, it didn't. Which I don't know. Maybe that's them being true to the comics. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know the comics as well, but I would imagine that they explained it better in the comics. Yeah, his origin story in the comics are a little bit better than what they did, what Sony did with him. Um, yeah. It's been a long time since I read uh, uh, the first few Morbius uh, comics. Um, but yeah. He yeah I mean, I guess if anybody's watching this on YouTube, just let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah, because like um, if you actually look at Morbius in the, in the comic book world, um, even if you just look at his picture, uh, Morbius is 
but like his character is more more kind of he dresses more like a dracula style um and i watched the like spider-man show from the 90s Um, i remember him being able to fly i'm pretty sure he had superhuman strength and obviously he drank blood um probably did echolocation i don't remember super speed being a thing though the super speed threw me off because and and the fact that you know the way that they portrayed super speed in the movie was just weird too and inconsistent (laughs) like i mentioned with that train scene yeah very inconsistent very inconsistent but yeah all um, right so anyway <laughs> kind of yeah got sidetracked quite a bit there but uh so continue with with the progression of the story so we're on the boat he murders everybody and then he comes to he comes back to his senses he sees everybody dead except for dr martin and then uh he calls in um uh, uh mayday right and uh asks yeah, for yeah. aerial rescue to come out to the boat um and then he ditches. He jumps into the water, and they don't explain how he survives. <laughs> like, no, somehow, they don't. International they don't waters. Explain. He jumps into the ocean. I mean, if you're in inter- international waters, you're pretty far out. So he didn't know how to fly at that point. Well, that's so, the thing too. Like I, I thought I was like, I was like, okay, because like later on they're like, oh yeah, um, drinking blue blood only lasts him six hours. I mean. Right. He, he did technically drink like eight different people. Uh, so yeah, maybe he had red effects, blood, so maybe, it lasted longer. Maybe sure. it lasted longer, so he was but able he to also, swim. He also didn't have control over his powers at that point. No, he didn't. He was he was he went back to human his human state. Right. And, and so he but didn't, like he didn't know how to control like his speed. Like I, I'd no, imagine he if didn't. he's in full Morbius mode, even if he's not flying, he could swim very fast. Sure, right, I but he just that, but jumped he, over as a, in his human state, and I was like, what did he swim like? eight hours to shore or something like that yeah. and did yeah, he not on. get like <laughs> sharks did not go after him or anything like that i mean i i could i could see him you know not being eaten by sharks well um, yeah i could see there's that too, but no like, blood you know they're they generally will leave people alone well yeah um, um but regardless he would not have the endurance for that long of a swim it just it made no, no sense I, no they did I they mean, just completely ignored that and just moved yeah. on to the next scene they <laughs> did they, like deal. you just see him jump off the ship next scene is uh is, like uh, fbi showing up the fbi the shows up oh and one more thing to kind of notate uh, about this movie is that um dr michael morbius has this uh, hobby of origami he does all this little origami which plays actually a big part in this movie as far as like um when the fbi starts to get involved in everything he he has a hobby of giving um giving them to people he makes he makes them out of just everything like he uh the first time we see it is he he makes an origami letter to milo when he goes off to new york um and Milo opens it, and at the very bottom, it actually says, "P.S. You probably shouldn't have opened this because you won't get it back to the way it was." Um, so, but he makes one for Dr. Martin before he takes the serum too, um, which ends up on the ground. So, the next morning after he jumps off the ship, the FBI shows up. Um, oh, and we got going Dr. Through. Martin here. We have yeah. origami two and yeah. two. <laughs> two and, yeah, two <laughs> and two. Um, Dr. Morbius, like, who else would do this? Um, and it'd be really, I thought it'd be really funny if it was like, um, if 
like they unfolded the bat that they <laughs> that he gave to Dr. Martine and it was like his own like like his own like s- stock or something that says Dr. Morbius on it. <laughs> and they're just like I wonder who this could belong to. Nah. Yeah. I mean, um, I would imagine MVC, he went to international waters because he knew he was breaking the law. He woke up realizing that he probably just murdered a whole bunch of people, you know, mm-hmm. obviously because he jumped overboard. So he assumes that he had to have been the one that did it. Um, well, he he, and then, he watches the security tape, so he knows he did it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, <laughs> yes, he and he, yeah, that's when he realized that he has literal no genius record. leaves origami. <laughs> I know, covered right? in no. blood uh, in the crime scene. I don't know. It was. <laughs> For for a guy who plays who who started off as a kid playing chess against himself so he can see like every move ahead of that he can make ahead of the game, leaving the leaving the origami bat, that doesn't seem like uh, something a genius would do. Right. Of course, he could have been the state that he was in. I mean, he just saw himself kill like nine different people, so he was just like, "I got to get out of here." Yeah, I mean. He also left Dr. Martine there. I mean, she he was did. unconscious. And, you know, since he was the one who called in the Mayday call, um, you know, it, it did kind of make it seem like she was innocent, right? Because it was a male mm-hmm. voice, and they did point that out later, which I appreciate. Yeah, an unidentified male voice made the call for, for the Mayday. Right, um, so they knew that it wasn't her making the call. It was somebody else, and that person was clearly not there because all of the men on the ship were dead. I mean, I guess technically she could have killed the guy that made the call after he made i know the call. she could she could have so, said make the call bam yeah and then killed him right there and then which a little surprised that they never like um suspected her of yeah murder, like so she's the only person alive yeah she's the only person alive everyone's dead like oh yeah. she couldn't do this she's a woman right yeah <laughs> very sexist <laughs> moment in that film now <laughs> yeah the more i think about it um yeah, I mean, the right move would have been, because I'm sure they had, like, uh, you know, it was a large boat. There had to be, like, uh, I don't know what they call it, like a disaster boat or whatever. Like oh, a yeah, little, like a, little a rowboat on the side. Or, or whatever yeah, there had to be something like that. Lifeboat. I mean, right, yes, lifeboat. Yeah, there you go. So you should have taken the That's what I thought. I was like, probably like on that's there. a great big storage uh, ship. And yeah. They don't there have one. At least one. They don't have one single lifeboat on that thing. Yeah. So he should have gotten a lifeboat, and he should have taken Doctor Martine with him. Well, um, I thought it would be a great scene, like if, um, like if he jumps overboard, he starts swimming out a bit, and he and he finally realizes he's like, wait, wasn't there a lifeboat there? <laughs> and very big boat, yeah. So he's a very big boat. Climb back up, like yeah, that movie. He, uh, like the movie Open Water. Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, is yeah. Is yeah. water? No wait. Um, I think open water is a different one, but it's a very similar kind of movie. Um, they go out in the middle of the ocean, um, on this like. Is that party the one boat. where like they? Is that the one where they like take the dude like they the guy borrows like his boss's boat or something like that? And yeah, they, I think he so. Doesn't, he doesn't put the ladder down first before right. like, everybody jumps in the everybody water. Everybody jumps in the water. And then he like grabs somebody swim. and then he jumps in the water with the person. And they're like, how do we get back up, man? How do we get back up? Yeah, and then they're just stranded. Yeah, no way to climb back up. Ugh. And then and people, then people die, start, start getting eaten by sharks. People, <laughs> people start dying. One girl Ugh. just gives up and just goes, yeah, I'm just going to let myself float away. 
Yeah, I'm just gonna drown now. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, that movie was uh that was that's frightening. I mean that's a very real situation that could happen. It is, it is a very real situation because it's just like um and I was just like I was kind of looking at it, I was just like, mm. And that is easily one of the worst ways to go, just being stranded in the middle of the ocean, because you just know the ocean's so big. Like there's no way you're making it out of there. You're either gonna drown yeah. or you're gonna get eaten by a predator. And yep. like, I mean, that's one of those moments that you're like, man, I really wish I had a gun right now. <laughs> just, right. Just end it right um, now because that would be. You know, I don't not, even remember how that ended. That. Um, I, yeah. Again, I don't remember the name of the movie, but I do remember. I think it was open water. Uh, open water was a different one. That's where they went on a, a scuba diving tour, and um, oh. uh, there was this couple uh, that was out like a little bit too long and the entire like tour group that was with them um like one of the guys basically like one of the guys was like making a head count of everybody that was jumping in and he like uh one guy like went in came back and then went out again so he like kept ticking him off every time and so the oh. count was off by two because of that and so they left and that couple was stranded there they came back up and the boat was gone and they were just in the middle of the ocean uh, and, uh, this one is open water to adrift. Oh, the one where they're yeah, the, where all the oh, all the okay. people are so on the wasn't that far off. No, it was but just yeah, a so sequel to it. <laughs> I, I did not realize they were connected, but it makes sense. They're very similar movies. But yeah, in that one, it ends with them um, forming like a, a human um, human ladder. They like climb on top of each other. One person like grabs uh... onto the rudder and then is able to like pull pull him or herself. I, I think it was a girl that managed to get back on. And then, you know, they let down the ladder and then everybody was fine. And one of the worst parts about this movie is that when they were all out there, there was a baby that they left on the oh. ship that was just like up there crying the whole time. Like, right. Oh my gosh, that is such a uh, horrifying movie. Right. Yeah. It's not a traditional horror movie, but it is terrifying no, not, in a very different way. Yeah. Um, just but, like, when you see how uh, everything unfolds, you're just like, there's like nothing like made up about this. This is like oh, real, definitely real stuff happen, happening. Yeah, terrifying. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> if you want to uh, get scared by a very realistic non-horror horror movie, <laughs> and watch open water either of the open water movies. Either one of them. Either one of them. Oh, yeah. Gosh. I didn't see the first one. I only saw the open water or drift one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, not for kids either. <laughs> you don't see much yeah um, there's a bit of nudity i think in the first one there's a bit in the um, second one too is there okay yeah anyway so yeah definitely not for kids not for kids not anyway <laughs> sidetracked a bit there but um yeah so he abandons the boat the fbi fbi shows up and they find dr martine they question her and uh you know she doesn't give up dr morbius they eventually just piece it together themselves and that's mm -hmm. when we go back to the lab we see him testing his abilities and you know it's very clear that he's you know like super athletic at this point he literally jumps from one side of the room to the other in a single jump and it's a it's a big lab um so showing off his abilities and then i think at that point is when milo shows up and or no no oh, yeah. that's that's when he's like testing his uh his limits um yeah, not with his, his like physical limits. abilities with his uh blood requirements mm -hmm. 
So that's when he starts like timing his t- himself and tries to see like how long the blood can keep him going. So it starts at like right. six hours and he gets less. And, and less. then he uh, <clears throat> decided that he's he wants to see how he wants to see what, what, happen, what will happen to his body mm-hmm. should he deny himself any blood whatsoever, blue, mm-hmm. red blood. Like just he's like I'm going cold turkey on blood and to see what happens. And then he locks himself in this like um, glass room. And um, and then all of a sudden, I guess he's in there for a while. Because like Milo comes in like unannounced, like almost as if he's like, uh, Michael, I haven't heard from you in like days. Where have you been? Yeah. And he's like comes in, the whole lab is dark and everything, doesn't know what's going on. And he sees uh, Michael Morbius in this glass room and he's like on the ground and he knows he has the disease that Michael does too. So he's like, oh my God, like he sees him. He's like, oh my God, he fell over or something like that. And he's just like, uh, he's like, you need to help. You need help. You need help. You need somebody. Uh, he's like, who do I call? Who do I call? And then, <laughs> then Morbius, he just writes blood on the window. And, and so in his own blood, which I thought was pretty, uh, uh, pretty funny. Um, so Milo goes and he gets him one of the bag of blue bloods and he tosses it in there. Um, he doesn't even question why either. He just he's just like, "What? You need blood?" Oh, he like okay. kind of starts to question it, but he kind of does. Um, but he's then Morbius like, he's just very, like underlines the word. Yeah, he like underlines blood. Like, he's like, "Get it." <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he's just like Milo just goes into the fridge or freezer or whatever it is. And grabs a bag, tosses it in, and then he sees Michael drink the blood. Uh, he's because he he does have like this confused look onto it, like why does he need this? Um, maybe he he's like I don't see a blood transfusion or blood infusion machine in there with him. Like what what's he doing? Then he drinks it and everything, and then um, Michael Morbius starts like he's like yeah yeah he starts good. getting better. He starts he starts like he's like now I can walk again. And he's like, okay. Uh, and Milo is just in awe. And he's like, doesn't he's, even question it. He's he doesn't like, even oh, question. He's like, you give have it a cure? Me. Give me. He's like, give me the <laughs> cure. He's like, it's not a cure. It's a curse. It's one of those. And that's a lame line, in my opinion. He's like, no. it's not a cure, Milo. It's a curse. And I'm just like, you you had to say that line, didn't you? Yeah, it's not coming. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, and it's also mentioned in the trailer too. So, um, but like, but even then, Milo's like, I don't even care. He's like, he's like, why? And he actually gets really mad with Michael because he's like, um, he's talking to him about how it's a curse and everything. Um, and he's like, but look at you, you're walking, you're you're fit, you you can do all these things um why should you have this and why should i have to die and everything uh so morbius starts to get like you can see him starting to lose his temper with milo just because milo won't give up uh he's just too persistent about wanting the cure yeah, and he tells him to the point that he has his like vampire face comes out and tells, tells him, him to, to leave, leave. and so but it looks like i and i don't know if this is just the genius behind milo or if that was like his true reaction, like when he sees Morbius's vampire face, because he he looks very scared and in shock, and he kind of just gets up and walks out. 
but I don't know if it's Milo's like genius to be like, oh, I know exactly what what's going on, and I know exactly what I'm getting myself into at this point. Um, because the next time we see Milo, things hit the fan. Um, so, so yeah, uh, Milo leaves, and you can actually hear uh, Michael kind of be um, realize what he just did. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, he like, like he kind of like under his breath tries to like call him back. Yeah, he's like, he's like get Milo, out, please. Yeah, he's like, he's like, get out, and he's like, wait, Milo, and he's just like, I was like. Make up your mind, man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Make up your mind. Exactly. Um, yeah, but then shortly after that, we see the uh, the FBI. They're still trying to piece everything together, and they figure right. out that it was probably Dr. Morbius. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, the night before they... So Morbius is at the hospital. Yeah, he's at the hospital. Right? And then he's, he's in his lab. Dr. Martine, because she's still recovering from mm-hmm. uh, the incident on the boat. And then while he's there... Uh, this it's is like the, the horror part. Yeah. Um, one of the few horror scenes. And, and it doesn't um, make any sense to me. What's yeah, the lights start flickering in the hallway. You know, well, it's not even that. It's not even like it's not even like the lights start flickering. The lights are it, from what I saw, every time she moves further down the hall, the lights follow where she walks. So like the light turns on as yeah, she like goes, Nightmare and then turns off. Like, yeah, I was like just you're like, in a, like a dream sequence. It's yeah, and I was real life like, that didn't make any sense. I was like, I why agree. are the lights turning on and off as she keeps moving down the hall? I was like, who builds a hospital with lights like that? Right. And then she <laughs> like, like goes to the end of the hall and she and she turns on all the lights on. And somehow like, fixes that. That's not how it works. When they're flickering like that, that means they're yeah. like about to burn out. You're not just gonna like flick a either switch they're too. burned out or they're programmed <laughs> to do it like that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, but the program again, I guess, could be explained. I, and I guess, and, but again, I bring up who programs the hospital lights to have motion sensors yeah. lights as you walk down the hallway. <laughs> because it also happens when... Tony! Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is budget cuts, people. <laughs> budget cuts. We can't get lights on at all the times. Um, but yeah, it's, like, it's that classic horror moment because like she's walking down the hallway and all of a sudden she hears the classic noise in the background like a like a can or something i don't know what it was she actually but... sees him she yeah sees, she sees she like sees the shadow, shadow. She, she sees the shadow because she sees it on the, the ground and then it moves up on the ceiling and then it starts moving and then the lights start moving closer and closer and closer to each other yeah and she um, starts going faster and faster and yeah she's, she's, you can hear her panting and start crying like like goal hospital she hallway realized, yeah she realizes like, lights like, horror scene it's gonna done so many gonna, times it's gonna happen she's gonna die and everything and then she gets to the end of the hall and she turns on all the lights and then she's like yeah, you can see all the way down the hall there's nobody oh thank you there's nobody but, there it's like of course right behind i was her. waiting for like a, a jason <laughs> Voorhees type of <laughs> thing to go on right? but no um but no uh but then you know it's coming because they do that classic horror movie thing where they go to turns her head. But not yeah, but it's the close-up of the eyes yeah. and the and realizing there's something behind you. Mm-hmm. And then she slowly turns around and you just see the vampire hand grab her by the throat. And then a pant then the next scene is like uh like really far down the hallway. You just see her getting getting the light getting the blood sucked out of her. But and again, it's just like, and then that's that's that scene, you know. Yep. You're just like, 
you're like, wait, what just what just happened? Uh, I mean, yeah, but they they did it that way on purpose, and yeah, they did it, it on that way. Sense yeah, the way that it. made sense the way they did it. it. Makes you think it's it's more obvious. But then we find yeah. out later it's actually Milo. It is. We don't find yeah, out for a little actually, bit. Yeah, you it, but, it take a little takes a little while for you to find out that it was actually Milo. Um, so and it happens while Morbius is in the hospital. So naturally, we're thinking. So that. it makes you and think that it's uh, yeah. Morbius because, uh, because it makes Morbius think that it was him. Because um, because he was in the hospital. And it's like right. maybe I and maybe I blacked was, out. Right, and he was um, sleeping and. But he you was know, sleeping so, right next to Mar- uh, Dr. Martine. But as we've yeah. seen before, when he first transformed, he didn't go after Dr. Martine. So it would kind of make sense if he transformed while in Dr. Martine's room. Like, like he wouldn't go after her because there's obviously something there that's preventing him from going after him. So he went after somebody else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we find out the FBI was there. They're still trying yeah. to figure out everything that was going on. They suspected Dr. Morbius. Um, initially and uh then the, uh, after morbius walks out of dr martin's room um he sees the body there and uh he sees you know people uh examining it and all that and then he he walks he out starts, he's trying to leave yeah, the hospital he starts to fear for his life like he starts fearing that it was him um and that right. they're going to come for him and everything uh but this is actually what i thought was actually pretty smart um in the in this upcoming scene is like he's like i gotta get out um but the things that don't make sense so <laughs> it's weird because like so the way that this whole movie is unfolding is like okay now he's taking the serum he turns into morbius he's now 100% better nobody says anything about this like in the entire hospital like he's walking around in the hospital like without his crutches without being frail and everything he did he did have them he had his crutches no but he when did he in this upcoming scene in this upcoming scene, as he's trying to leave the hospital, he uses no, that's, the that's crutches. He, yeah, yeah. But like when he walks out into the hallway, he's not using the crutches. He's one hundred percent just upright, walking around. I think that's he's just in, that being he's lazy in, again. Yeah, he's in Doctor <laughs> Martin's room without crutches. Like if anybody was to walk in there, they'd be like, "Doctor Morbius, everything okay? You're not something you want to tell have, us here. Guy? You don't have your crutches here." Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like I like the fact that they kind of he they kind I thought that was just lazy of them to kind of do that do it that mm-hmm. way. Uh, but then he finally he does grab his crutches when he leaves, so he can kind of portray the frail Doctor Morbius, and he yeah. he puts a hoodie on and everything to kind of hide his face, so because like now he's more healthy and everything. And when the FBI agents stop him, they're just like Doctor Morbius, you know, for somebody in your condition, you seem rather uh healthy today and he's like well i have my good days and my my bad days and uh, kind of explains it away and then yeah. they get a call and they hear that there's been a murder upstairs that the body's been yeah, completely and, drained of blood and because yeah, of his so like so not, not only yeah so not only uh sonar but also super hearing yeah right? yeah it's really I guess good they're hearing calling it one the in the same yeah, I, I and, yeah i don't know if that's uh, technically and if, really good hearing if that's technically like how it it's supposed to work i'm not really sure but well echolocation anyway. the way that echolocation is is uh the way bats do it it's like yeah, they I mean, send you out like feel like a, vibrations in the air yeah they i think right? they send out like a, a signal right it like bounces off the walls and it and bounces and, and it bounces um, and it comes back 
but yeah. I don't think they, they hear they, anything. They feel the vibrations. Yeah. yeah they so feel, I don't think it's technically the same as super hearing. So I, I'd have to look that up. I'm not really sure, but that, that feels like a mistake on their part. But yeah. I'm also not really sure about the true origins of Morbius yeah. in the comics. So yeah, I, it's been so you know, long. Again, let us know about that in the comics, but that doesn't really make sense yeah. to me. Uh, um, but yeah, so they they're just like, uh, oh, uh, a nurse has been drained of her blood, uh, locked down the entire hospital and everything. And Morbius is listed in on this conversation. It just kind of makes you think. It's like, how many conversations can this guy listen in on? You know. <laughs> um, but uh, so they're like. But then there's the years that he tries to get out. Yeah, he, he knows like, that they're immediately he tries to get out. Him. And then the one FBI guy, who the comic relief FBI agent, I call him. Uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, you're coming with us. <laughs> and then next thing you know, Morbius just starts beating them up with his crutches. Yeah, Hulk's and out. Then, and... <laughs> and then he just like, yeah, he just rages out, and he just like he more he just uses his ability to climb an entire stairwell. He just like jumps yeah, from just, one like, jumps, to like, the four next. Or five floors at a time. Yep, no and then he, then he just goes up to the roof, and um, and the other FBI agent is just like, uh, call for backup and tell them to meet me on the roof. It's as if he's never, as if he's. You would think he would have a bigger reaction because he's. You just saw this dude. Yeah. Go from ground level all the way to the roof. And right. Yeah. Like some kind of reaction, seconds. like like this is superhuman. This is not yeah. normal. Like this something is not big is going thing, on here. Like this is know, not just like run of the mill yeah. bad guy. We need to stop them. And then also, uh, there's two things about the rooftop scene that really bothered me. First of all, like when he gets to the top, he like he like runs and then he like comes to a screeching halt. That was the worst sound effect in a movie I have ever heard. It was the sound of breaking tires. Like it yeah. was, it was the worst. I heard that, and I was just like, "Really?" Because it was like such a slapsticky sound effect, and it did it not fit with the rest of the movie at all. It was just so dumb. Yeah. Um, but uh, so not only that, but right after he comes to a screeching stop, um, the FBI agent is there yeah how <laughs> that was like at least 20 floors morbius yeah. has at least a five minute head start there's no way he could have made it up there that amount of time unless, there's unless, an ele- unless, unless he's hiding like something elevator he's able to like, like teleport or something like he's like maybe he, that's he, why he didn't react because he's also I, superhuman i know right he's he, got like his own he's, powers he's secretly he's superhuman somehow yeah. maybe he's a cyborg because <laughs> apparently um he was a he's a former military uh person because yeah. uh, he does he when he first meets Morbius he's actually uh a little bit starstruck because he's like he's like I'm a big uh admirer of yours you're actually uh artificial blood saved my life in Afghanistan uh saved his arm I guess he like an explosion happened or something something happened oh yeah where, did we ever explain they what did. his Nobel Prize was for I don't think we ever mentioned that but oh his Nobel his, Prize was for it was the for the artificial blood, blood. it yeah. was for the artificial blood and saving countless right. lives uh with the artificial blood and everything uh they didn't say what category he he won in I don't think but it was for the blue blood that was what he won for. no I just don't think we ever mentioned it yeah um yeah that is what he won for and um FBI agent I guess was a former um U.S. military who has some incident happened to him in Afghanistan where the blue artificial blood had saved his his life and 
Uh, I'm pretty sure he he kind of hinted at that he would have lost his arm without it. Um, so he was like kind of starstruck about it, about seeing this dude who invented the thing that saved his life. And then later on, and then that quickly turned when he's just like, and now we got to arrest you. <laughs> yep. But yeah, he got up there way too fast. Yeah. Like either no he sense. started, either he started running up them stairs and he's just like, oh, too many stairs. I'm just take the elevator. Bing. Even the elevator. There's no yeah, the, the elevator, elevator would take like the elevator would have taken them like even a few minutes just to get up there. But yeah. um but no even sense. so, like, and <clears throat> I think it's that stupid, like that. I, I gotta I gotta say the whole wind currents blowing around him to like hint that that he can fly and stuff like that like that's the only reason why he got caught because he got caught off guard with it like out of nowhere the wind starts pulling him towards the edge and he's just like what the what 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 is going on um and then all of a sudden learned how to fly at that point yeah yeah i I mean at that point yeah at that point i would have just jumped i mean would you have though? I mean, well, I don't know he, if I would have. If I, I didn't mean, know he, that I could fly, that's not how I'm going to test it. I'm going to jump off a he table. Even, I'm not going to jump off of a skyscraper. Well, he doesn't even have to like. He doesn't even have to try to fly at that point. He still knows he can jump pretty far with his abilities. He could have just jumped to the next building over. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, if he had lots of practice, sure. But yeah. like he's, you know, he's trying to avoid being in the full-blown vampire morbius living vampire state as much as possible he knows because like it's kind of like um because you know when you go in when he goes into that state i feel like it kind of um so like he drinks the blood and it sustains like it sustains his whole being able to be live a normal human life um for x amount of hours but i believe like I have a feeling like when he goes into Morbius mode, it like it drastically reduces that time frame. Like if he Seems goes like into Morbius it, yeah. mode, like it's like like a battery. It's like a cell phone battery. It's like you go into turbocharged mode, you're draining your battery a lot, yeah, like, sure. at twice as fast as it normally would on normal mode. You know, right. so I feel like he tries to avoid going into Morbius mode because he kind of might already know that. The more he uses it, the more he's going to have to rely on the blood. Right, and that's something that he never did in his testing in the lab. Like, he Mm -hmm. was timing it, but he wasn't timing it consistently because during some of his timings, um, he was, you know, testing his physical abilities. And then during Mm -hmm. other timing sessions, he was just kind of chilling, you know. But for all we know, the whole reason why Blue Blood went from six hours down to four hours and 22 minutes is because the rest of those times he was testing out his abilities you know he was yeah, in Morbius mode, and part. that could have that could have just dropped down his his rate mm-hmm. um because he was using his abilities you know yeah it's uh, just another example of them not really of being careful enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, but yeah so um then he gets arrested yep and then <laughs> who you know who ends up going to the jail but uh, his dear old friend Milo yeah uh, Milo shows up says that uh he poses as michael morbius's lawyer um to get in and they Um, chat for a while nothing really important and then milo leaves his cane as he walks out and that's when Morbius realizes 
Yeah, he left yeah, a bag of blood. He left a bag of blood. That was for him. Morbius to you know sustain himself. Yeah, he, there's no like, way he would have been able to sneak that into a prison. A whole, I'm sorry, yeah. that would not have happened and, unless, you know, yeah, unless he yeah. used the you know traditional well, the thing, method like, was, of sneaking I, things into prison, which there's no way he did in this well, case. I I don't I feel like I feel like the easiest the only way that he could have done it would be like to tape it to his like leg or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess he because, could have like, also when, explained when go, to them that like, it's medically necessary, right? Yeah, but then well, you like, need like a doctor's order for that, right? Like you he would have to need to like he he could have explained his blood condition, saying, "Oh, I need to have one on me at, at all times. Should I need a blood infusion?" Right. Um, you know. Yeah, that was something they they really kind of brushed over because like they know that he's got this rare blood disorder, uh, blood yeah. disease, and at no point did he ever try to explain that he needs blood because of that disease he just says mm-hmm. you wouldn't like me when i'm hungry <laughs> yeah 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 it's just like i guess that I, was it, was that supposed to be a hulk reference yeah i really felt the whole hulk vibes on that one yeah. uh but yeah you would think that the fbi would kind of like under uh, like and that's another thing like when they have him in the interrogation room you would think during that time that he gets arrested to the time that he gets interrogated that the fbi would be going through everything there is about dr michael morbius and to figure out he's like oh like they didn't even go so doctor about about four days ago you were a sickly frail man now look at you so but they never said anything like that they never addressed his his entire appearance change except for when they first meet him um and so like so yeah he's He's now handcuffed to this table, being interrogated. The one, the one FBI agent sits down with holy water, and he's just like, "Really?" He's like, "I'm not taking any chances." Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was just so yeah. He sits down. He keeps going. Um, he's like, "You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry," and he kind of vamps out a little bit. He's showing showing his more face, face. Yeah. and they kind of don't even bat an eye at it. Uh, the one dude gets a little yeah. about it, but but the main FBI dude, he was just like, <clears throat> yeah, okay, almost Whatever, as if, buddy. yeah, he's almost <laughs> like, this is not the first time I've seen this, you know, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, ridiculous. Yeah, um, and I was just like, oh, yeah, man. just all the reactions because I mean, clearly that was CGI. The actors didn't actually see it, but <laughs> I feel like right, they really need yeah. some acting coaching there, or you would at least no. think that the director would Should go and Morbius face, <laughs> right. Yeah, just like hold so up can, a sign, like yeah. scream now or something. Yeah. <laughs> you would think it would be in the script saying Morbius face shows. Right. React. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, so after Milo leaves, um, that interrogation scene actually happens before Milo meeting him in his prison cell. So after Milo leaves, Morbius catches on. He realizes that uh, Milo took the vaccine. Um, and then he busts out of the jail through the wall in anger like he he just rages out and drinks the blood and just goes full beast mode and busts out of prison or the detention center i think he's in a detention center yep Um, and then he tracks down milo using his echo location he tracks him down because milo um he's casually walking down the street runs into like a newsstand and the guy's like he's like what do you think about this guy he's like oh he's like starts insulting dr morbius and everything and milo gets offended and he's like well take me for example you wouldn't think somebody like me could be harmful and he's like but 
he and he's like, let me show you. And then he bams down and kills the dude. And then kills like uh, everybody else that's standing nearby and then just continues casually walking down the street. I know, right? <laughs> and then uh then Morbius comes out of nowhere, like does the superhero fall in, onto the sidewalk, and he's yeah. like uh, he finds them and they have this entire altercation that ends up in a subway, I think. Um yeah, no, they go into a subway. Then a bunch of cops show up, and then Milo ends Milo up killing kills all the cops. And I gotta say know, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Like when the, the first two cops uh, showed up, um, and he's like, "Put your hands on your head," and uh, he throws them against the wall, and he uses his uh, his claw, like he transforms his uh, hand into the into the Morbius or into the vampire hand, mm-hmm. and he scratches off a piece of the tile on the wall. And then he turns around and he chucks it in the dude's head. And I was like, all right, that, that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but the, then the rest is just like, he turns around and he, he kills that dude with a piece of tile. And then he goes around and he bites the other dude on the neck. Then yeah. like five more cops show up and then he just uses his super speed and just kills them all. Yeah. And he's just loving it. You know, he's, he's, not, just, he's, he's not like Morbius at all. He doesn't consider yeah. it a curse. He considers it a blessing. But know? like, but also like, in his mind, he's just like, he's like, people have looked down on us our entire lives, you know. Uh, it, when he was a kid, he got beaten up uh, for his disease, you know. Uh, so he's just so like, messed up. yeah, he's like, now I'm going to have my fun. I'm going to have my vengeance on people who always look down on me and everything like that. Um, he's like, I'm never going to let anybody like uh, walk over me again. And so he's just going all out. Um so that's how he justifies it and then mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later in that scene that's when uh, morbius learns to fly so it's like yep. a whole uh slow-mo scene which again i mentioned this earlier uh the we can see a train coming in the subway and um and uh then we see uh, milo running this is moments after the super speed scene so we know how fast he is capable of running mm-hmm. then we see him running and we see the train going and the train is going uh a little bit faster than him which makes no sense the speed he was going right he's killing the cops way way faster than, at least like five ten times faster right because morbius is able to escape milo by jumping in front of the train and riding the current down the 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 subway tunnel while and like the train completely cuts off milo from following and i was just like that makes no sense whatsoever it's just like really inconsistent with speed yeah um but yeah so then morbius escapes i don't quite remember what happens after that (laughs) um I think that's when Milo starts going around and just hunting people. He's like testing out his powers oh, yeah, and yeah, see yeah, him, like, yeah, doing yeah. push-ups and stuff because he's just like loving. You see his, him. You see him being very vain and and dancing in front of a mirror and everything. Yeah, um, and he like goes to a bar, tries to pick up some chicks, and you know there's some jerk in the club that yeah, is giving him a hard like, time, telling him to get out and everything like that. Yeah, and, and then, then Milo's just starting a whole scene in the bar. Waiting. He just goes yeah. outside. He's like, you it's know like, what? Don't worry you know about what? it. We'll we'll do this next time. Maybe another leaves. time. And then he no. leaves and it's just like, little did that guy know that when he walked out of that bar, Milo was waiting for him. Yep. And, and that's like how they find him above. Yep. Kills him. And then, and then, then, yeah, the whole thing was caught on video. CCTV course, or whatever. Um, and that's where they learn that it's not just Dr. Morbius. There's another one out Two there. Vampires. And it's uh and it's um and it's Milo. Yep. Um 
and then the whole altercation between between Milo and um, Michael Morbius is when like, and you, you actually see um, when Milo goes, yeah, I killed the nurse. Okay, <laughs> I killed the nurse. Uh, he's like, but you know what it's like. You have no control over the first time and everything like that. It's like, yeah, but you don't have control over any time. You just go, you just go out and just kill whoever you want. Uh, and that's just not, he's like, you can't do that and everything. So Milo's like, and the entire time, I feel like Milo's trying to, like the entire time Milo's trying to convince Morbius to just give in to what they are and, uh, and just be what they are. Uh, and just stop looking at it as a curse and looking at it as a gift and everything like that. So he's kind of trying to justify everything. Um, the next thing after that, I believe, is when where... the uh, doctor from the Institute shows up at Milo's place, I think. And he's like trying to help Milo. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the head doctor straight and... up kills him. Well, not well, yet. He, not he yet. lethally wounds him. He lethally <laughs> wounds him. him but dead. before we get there, um, I believe right after Morbius escapes, he's working with. Um, he goes and I think he visits uh, Doctor Martine because she's out of the hospital now, mm-hmm. and um, and I th- uh, she's being trailed by the FBI. The FBI was like, uh, make sure you don't leave her sight and everything. So the. Uh, the Hispanic uh, FBI agents trailing her, and he loses. She loses him on a bus, and then that's where Morbius shows up on the bus, and he's like, "Hey," he's like, "I need you. I need your help. Um, can we talk?" And that's where they go to the cafe scene. That's where that comes up next. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, um, but yeah, not not a super important conversation, I think. No. But the one thing that comes up, it's just kind of funny. She uh, she offers him uh, some of her drink or like coffee coffee, coffee or, or whatever it is and, and he's uh, like no she I, leaves I, it I, in direct sunlight yeah yeah <laughs> Intentionally. She, she leaves it in direct sunlight and she's like coffee and he's like he's like um i've given up caffeine she's like it's decaf and he's just like he's like he reaches for he's like and then he's like <sighs> and and she like gets a little shock and he's like not that kind of vampire yeah, just messing <laughs> with her yeah um but then he um in that scene, you see a couple of people walk in, um, some cringy looking guys uh, that ask the cashier to test some $100 bills for them. Uh, and she's like, no, they're bogus, bogus. And they, and it's just like, um, you realize, oh, they're counterfeiters. They're just trying to see if they can pass or not. And the girl doesn't want to be involved in it and everything. And he's using his super hearing um because like they said we have to get back to the lab and he's like oh i need a new lab by the way because the fbi is basically watching mine um in the hospital so he goes and he uh he follows them he follows them back to their lab and then he eventually walks in and he's like um he he come he confronts the one guy like telling him he's like hey just he's like i want your lab he's like you could take all all the other stuff and he's like leave all the sciencey stuff and the other guy, he like takes out a knife. He's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, um, "He's like, you know, there's 27 bones in the human body." He starts breaking like one bone at a time and in the hand. Oh 27 yeah, bones 27 in bones hands. in the human hand. And he just starts breaking his 
phones in his hands yeah, one by one naming them off as yeah he, he just them. like and then he's like and our favorite the pinky and he breaks his pinky and everything and the dude runs away he's just like uh i think this is probably one of my favorite one of my only favorite lines in the entire movie is yeah. where he just goes six to eight weeks a little ibuprofen he'll heal up fine <laughs> just like oh man he's still a doctor at heart or um, that though or maybe it's right after that i don't remember the exact timing of this but one of the guys is like who are you anyway yeah yeah right before he runs away he's like he, he <laughs> just like, goes i am I and am. he shows his morbius face and i was completely that's yeah. when i that's when i like during this whole movie uh, i'm just trying to trying to i'm just trying to bear this whole movie as i'm watching it um <laughs> and i'm just like oh that's right it's in the spider-man universe Yep, like it's like it makes sense that he says it only makes sense that uh that he says the name Venom because Venom's the only probably other one that is notably uh around. Yeah, uh, Venom and Carnage at this point. Carnage at this point, yeah. Um and um and, and, uh, and Spider Man. I think it's like Carnage's girlfriend. I think oh, her yeah, name is Screech. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, it's just it. yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes, I am Morbius face venom. Um, but they kind of, uh, I feel like they took the, the line out. Um, I don't know if it was part of the part of it, part of that scene or not, but in the trailer, he goes, no, I'm just, doc- I'm Michael Morbius. Um, they didn't, he didn't say that in the film, in this scene, he just says, I am venom. And the guy just gets up and runs away. And that's when he goes six to eight weeks, a little ibuprofen, you'll heal up just fine. Um, and he just starts, he took over their lab. And now he has yep. this new underground lab um, that he has Dr. Martine uh, help him put together and run tests with. And so he wants the next to make thing, a cure. So he yeah, can he wants to make a cure so he can, yeah, he, so he can reverse the, what he's done. Um, and so he asked her, he asked Martine to go to his lab to pick up some stuff. And Milo's there waiting. Um, and I think goes, before that happens, that's when he kills the uh, that's, uh, the uh, doctor from the institute. I think I don't remember the exact timing because the like somewhere around Dr. Yeah. Martine um, being in the office or the lab getting that stuff and Milo taking her that happens pretty late. That's like right before their well. They have they have the scene. Thing. They have the scene in the lab the first time in the original lab the hospital lab because she goes to the hospital lab to pick up some stuff that he needs for the new lab the underground lab and milo's waiting for her and he's like um he's talking to her uh, or oh, she doesn't yeah, know where one. she doesn't know yeah. where the underground lab is at this point because he just asked her to go pick up things from the actual lab and i think that he did that on purpose um in case milo was gonna in case she had any interaction with milo because Milo's asking her this whole time, like he's asking her, like, do you know where he is? I'm worried about him and everything. Um, I just need to talk to him and everything like that. And then he starts, he uses his super hearing a little bit to listen to her heartbeat uh, to see if she's lying to him or not. But because she honestly doesn't know where he is, because he's in this new lab, that she has no idea where it's at at this point. I find it very unrealistic, though, that her heart wouldn't have started racing. I mean, even if you're not lying, like she knows, she knows what he is. Yeah, she knows. I would be scared in that situation. My heart would be racing. Like, there's no. It's like, is this dude gonna kill me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like the way uh, that he's looking at her and everything. Like, come on. 
Yeah. I would be terrified in that situation. There's no way. But then, but then he 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 eventually finds them because they go on a roof. They go on the roof and it's like open area. I mean, if you're trying to hide, you don't go out and play <laughs> of where your hiding spot is. Um, but yeah, so she eventually gets back to the the underground lab. They she cuts her hand because she's uh, trying to feed her cat, I believe. And so he kind of Morbius has this small little thing where he's just like he's he he's like almost like a shark, you know, when the blood hits the ground. Vampire Morbius is like I smell blood, and um and she kind of has to like calm him down a little bit, um and he's just like you know what you might want to close that up before something happens, and then um and then eventually he's like I need to get some air. He goes to the roof, and then she comes up later. She's already like sewn it up or bandaged up, whatever, but she's closed up the wound and everything, and they have like this moment on the rooftop. And he's like, just for the record, I wasn't gonna go full Dracula mode on you, um, but <laughs> um, completely uninspired kiss, like not yeah, completely at all. Just yeah, completely. He's like, like come like, here, no closer, and then they kiss. And yeah, he's like, like close. He's like, he's like, I want to show you something. Close your eyes, and he's just like closer, closer, and then kiss, and then and then they make it even creepier. And then it pans just over yeah. to the. To Milo the Milo just watching them in the distance. So I'm just yeah, like complete creeper. Um, it was fun. It's actually funny because in the in the theater, um, when that happened, uh, there was a guy in the theater who said, "Get some binoculars, man!" <laughs> like he's like, "You creep." I, uh, I mean, like, and I guess that's kind of a good point though, because he doesn't have like long range sight. Like that's not one of their superpowers, mm-hmm. as far as we know. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> but he has. I guess he can use his super hearing. I guess to yeah. identify that Sense. it's Morbius and Martin. yeah, he can hear their voices. Oh, uh, so he can kind of identify. Oh, that's them. Yep. Um, and you, uh, but like that's the other thing is like you don't really you you see everything that Morbius can do, like because he's testing the waters and everything, which is kind of probably why he has an upper hand on Milo, in like all the in like most of the other scenes that they are in together because he's taking the time to actually kind of figure out what he can do while milo on the other hand is just kind of doing what he does and it's a bit yeah he's a scientist he's not a scientist he's just he's not testing he's not using his brain to be like oh i think i have other abilities now nah, i'm just gonna go out and drink people's blood and and have yep. a good time um which is kind of what i like about Morbius's character is like he still uses his genius to figure things out and kind of strategically uh, get an upper hand somehow by you by figuring out what abilities he has. Um, but yeah, so uh, Milo, I sees him on the rooftop. Now he knows where they're at. Um, so I think uh, so. He goes to so he goes home to his mansion or penthouse or whatever it is. And that's when the that's when the doctor shows up. Uh, that was from the institute, and he realizes Milo's become like this murdering psychopath. Yeah, it's all over the news. It's so all over the news. His face is on the news, and he can clearly he can clearly see that's Milo. Yep. Um, so he's there. He's just trying to help him. They have yeah, a long he's conversation. And Milo's like, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm happy with the way I am. And then he. He like attacks him, crashes him across him. the abdomen. 
uh now he says he's something like to uh tell morbius to like yeah uh, the ne- he's like something and like uh really how is he gonna tell him like he's... yeah yeah that's what i was thinking too he was like uh tell michael um I don't know, maybe I think it was that Spartan I don't want line. the cure I, or something like I don't that. want the yeah, cure and the few stand against many. Uh, I think that yeah, they yeah. use that line a yeah, lot was, in that movie. They, yeah, they did say that a lot. So, the, yeah, that was a reference to the Spartans. Um, they said it oh. when they were kids and they said it. Yeah, just times. like. A... Um, they were saying the few against the many. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie 300, it's, it's in reference yeah, it's, to they're that. They're referencing the Battle of Thermopylae where 300 Spartans fought off of like almost a million Persians. Um, but yeah, it's just like the few against the the many, um, and then and then he leaves them in his own apartment or own penthouse and everything, and then um, I believe um, Morbius went to gather some more stuff, I, I think, because like yeah, um, I don't remember exactly, but the doctor I don't ends remember up exactly. Him yeah, the doctor and... ends up calling him and telling him I went to see Milo, um, I was wrong or something like that. And then, like, you can see yeah. him, like, ga- hear him gasping on the phone and everything. And so Michael uh, goes to find him and everything. Yep. And but he's barely alive. He's barely alive. And he's, like, he tells, the, the doctor tells my, um, Michael, you have to stop him and then dies. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very, it's very bittersweet to scene where it's just, like, yeah. he shows up just in, just in the, within the time before the guy dies. Right. I guess we haven't really mentioned it a whole lot, but um, that doctor was basically like a father to them. Like he was a very significant person. He was a very significant, and especially Milo's life because Morbius ended up leaving and going to the school for the gifted, whereas Milo stayed in that institute with this doctor. Right, and and that was actually something before he actually like critically uh, like wounded the doctor. Milo got into this verbal altercation with him talking about like he uh the doctor had mentioned something about um michael morbius and then milo just goes see that's it he's like you always favorited michael you always favorited him uh and then he's like he's like if we're if i had favorited anybody it would have been you milo he's like i i stayed with you through this entire thing um he's like and then it's just like oh man it's yeah you kind of like that was kind of a little bit of a touching scene where this dude is like this father figure is just like he's like, that like should have been touching it should have been a lot more touching than it but... was than it actually was because <laughs> like he you could hear like the this disappointment in his voice and everything about how you know he spent he dedicated his life to this guy and this is how he ended up it's almost like the disappointed father <laughs> speech um yeah. that he gives but yeah, so like he uh, just genuinely wants to help Milo, and Milo's just not like, having any of it. Yeah, and then but like also Milo's using this opportunity to set a trap for for Michael Morbius as well because while um because I feel like Milo called Michael on the doctor's phone and so and gave it to the doctor to talk to Michael. To get maybe. him to, maybe because like I, I mean, don't know. I, I feel like he just left and he could he could have used his super hearing to tell. Well, yeah, he he would, he but like, but like uh, but like how would he like in that case? You know, you just critically wounded this guy. Are you so certain that he's actually gonna have the strength or have the ability, like, be able to pick up a phone and call maybe. Michael? 
you would you would imagine that his first phone call would be nine one one. You would imagine that the dude's first phone call might be nine one one and be like, "Ah, uh, I've been critically injured." Well, I mean, if he's been paying enough attention to like the cops and stuff that were killed, he probably knows that the cops aren't going to be enough help. You know, well, that's true. Like, he true. really needs more of this. But, but yeah, I, I don't give Milo that much credit. I don't think he. That's fair too. Dialed the phone. Oh. Even if he did, like, if he dialed the phone and tried to force him to talk to Morbius. You know, I, I feel like he would either refuse to talk or he would try to get some like coded message out to him or something. Right. You know? I, so, yeah, I, either way, not really a crucial But yeah, detail. basically Milo sets a trap for Michael because while Michael's, a, uh, while he's dealing with the doctor dying on the floor of Milo's apartment or penthouse, Milo goes to the new underground lab now that he knows where it is. Um and he captures Mark, Dr. Martine. And he basically is, he knows Michael Morbius has super hearing. So he's trying to get her to call him um, by like torturing her. And then eventually she like lets out a scream or something and she and he's calling her name, calling his name and everything. And um and that like sets him over the edge and he uses his echolocation to find them. Um, and then he rides the air currents again. <laughs> he's like a he's like the flying hobo. <laughs> so I'm just gonna um, ride the ride the rails. <laughs> so we never actually mentioned his name because I couldn't remember, so I looked it up. But uh, the mentor, the doctor, uh, like the head doctor in the institute is mm -hmm. Dr. Emil Nicholas. Ah, uh, okay. So just <laughs> throwing that it, out there. i don't even think they oh yeah they do mention his name every now and again yeah but it's yeah, very it's very rare in the movie that they actually mention his name for his actually his name to actually stick in your mind mm -hmm. um but yeah but like yeah uh dr uh so morbius is like using echolocation to find them which is kind of weird in my opinion because he knows exactly where he left her uh, <laughs> so uh, unless he took her somewhere else which i don't think he did i think he just he took her to the rooftop a, well still yeah, top versus basement of a skyscraper, pretty yeah, big difference, pretty, I guess. Pretty big difference, but again, he uses the echolocation to find them, and he gets there again just within minutes before <laughs> before Doctor Martine's taking her last breaths, right? Because uh, uh, Milo's tortured her to the point where she's bleeding out, basically. Yep. Um, barely alive. Barely alive. Around there, and then and, they kiss, and she bites his lip yeah intentionally to drink some of his blood which is where you actually realize that um that you don't need the serum at all yeah but i so i have a problem <laughs> i feel like i know that that's that what doesn't I have make a problem any with. sense to me at all like drinking like, the blood uh, i i'm not as well okay i i'm an engineer so i guess technically i'm a scientist but i don't i don't know you know biology well enough but i feel like there's no way that would actually happen drinking the blood would not change your dna you would need to have it injected into your spinal fluid like they did with morbius well the right? thing is like, so so yeah it doesn't make any sense it into into spine but i think that's because uh, like that's where but you see she's a different case though because she doesn't have his rare blood disease that he has yeah so her well, and I know that's like how it happens in vampire movies and stuff, but I still right. feel like that's it's, but I, I don't yeah, think it's, that would work. 
Uh, yeah, because uh, but like so, it may have affected her differently because she doesn't have that rare blood disease that um. Maybe and technically them. we don't actually see the end result. Yeah, we don't even see what happens yeah. to her. So um, at the very end really, of the movie, so she bites I mean, his she bites his uh lip, drinks uh, a drop of his blood, and then and dies. Uh, and dies, and then uh, there's a whole big fight scene between Morbius and, um, uh, and Milo. Milo, and then at, at the very end of the movie, we see her open her eyes again and their blood in a very bad. like quick, non-dramatic, non-suspenseful way. Yeah, she's you don't just, even see oh, her convulsing. It's like yeah. it's like you get one of one between the two of them. Like yeah. you get Morbius convulsing on the table, and then he turns into the vampire. But then with her, it's just like no convulsing, but her no, eyes he, go he bloodshot. Morbius didn't convulse. Yeah, he, he was like when she when she injected him, he started shaking real bad. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, on the right. bed, he that's did. why they had to he strap him down. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but she did, that didn't happen to her. Uh, yeah, she just opened her it. eyes. He just opened her eyes, and then the next she's thing, like you know, a couple of frames. It was so yeah. quick. So quick, so quick. Um, but during that fight scene between Milo and Morbius, you know, there's a bunch of things going on, and the way that they filmed it or or CGI'd it, whatever. Um, made it so hard to follow in my uh, for me I, yeah, I, was like, I, agree. I was like what is going on i can't even tell who is who and where where they are right now until right. like they stopped <laughs> at one like they started off in one section and then the next thing you know they're in an abandoned like m- like underground place and you're just like wait how yeah. did we get here like a subway sewer yeah like an abundant something. abandoned sewer type of thing um and then in the middle like Toward, like towards the end of that fight morbius is like he's losing this fight like he's really not not doing well in this fight um and so when he uses a new so ability he, which we haven't seen new, yet yeah he gets this new <laughs> ability that and i was like almost as if he just realized what it is um yeah. he, he just like, like lets out a his, screech like a bat. yeah he lets a screech but he also um he puts his finger in like this in water. puddle of water and you see it vibrating and it's almost as if he's sending out like a, a homing beacon a right. little bit. Yeah, um, I didn't really get that. He's like, but... Well, because like, because bats use echolocation so they sense the vibrations. So he's vibrating like the water. So if they're trying to find him, they might be using that vibration. Like reach would have been... Enough, I think but... that was more like a call for them to like yeah and then the vibrate to help and then the vibration was kind sure. of a hone in on him sure um, um, i'll accept that <laughs> but like like again but the thing is like he has like maybe a few hundred in this tube in his lab which are actually still in this tube throughout the entire movie yeah like even when the fbi like seizes the lab and everything yeah, the police they're, all still all across, they're still in there and then all of a sudden he like lets out this screech and then he vibrates the water to kind of make like a home moon beacon that's what i'm my theory is and then like thousands thousands upon thousands of bats start flooding this area and they like the force that they this war they create like this vortex around them to actually physically pick morbius up on the ground and right. stand them back up right and then he just like losing the fight so badly they can't stand anymore they have to actually yeah like they pick him up and then he's used like i guess he has like control over them or something like that because he's like he's like using like abilities like he's 
pulls, he puts, he like uses his he hand just keeps to like, like throwing he like his throws hands the bats. And then they it's go almost in the as if like he's throwing the bats yeah. at him, which I thought was like really silly looking because I was like, wait, did he just throw the bats at him, or is he commanding them to like? Yeah, it was more like he was Milo. commanding them. Like yeah, he, it he looks like, like he was commanding. Link but the way them. he was he, he was doing it made him look like he was like throwing like piles of bats on the Milo yeah. and Mike. And they did kind of and they reference did. that a bit earlier because they were talking about like the kinship that Morbius has with these well, bats. Yeah, they have like a bond actually, with him. He actually does earlier in the movie, he actually tests this theory out because he yeah. actually goes he inside goes that the, tube and yeah. he like puts his arm up and you can see a couple of bats land on his arm. Yeah, just like instead him of a attacking hug. yeah instead of attacking him. <laughs> And yeah. so he's like, they see me as a brother, um, yeah. Instead of a, a, instead of like a, a prey or something yeah, like that. And he says, if anybody else would go in that too, they would, they would get torn apart. Alive. Yeah. So, um, so I was like, but they greet me as a brother. Um, so he so like now he can summon. Up, so yeah. So that's not. So I, I don't only have a problem with the number of them being inconsistent with the number that was in the tube, but also they're clearly not the same bats and not. bats are not native though those to vampire bats are City. not native to new york right no yeah, exactly like, they made a point yeah. of saying that he earlier go, on yeah he had to go all the way to costa rica <laughs> to get the original ones that he brought right. back so like these these are either not vampire bats in, in in other words they're not nearly as you know powerful <laughs> as vampire bats as well. the regular ones um yeah, so it just made no sense that it all these bats showed it, up as quickly. Thousands as they did. upon thousands of bats just flood into this area, and unless they're claiming that they are the vampire bats from Costa Rica and they have super speed, and that's why Morbius has super speed, which is just completely wrong. So. I know. I was just like, that's what I was thinking too. I was just like, like when all these thousands of bats could show up, I'm like, how do you get from Costa Rica to New York so quick? <laughs> That that's there's just so many things wrong with that. I know it just made so absolutely no sense. Made, I was so bothered sense. by that. But like he uses the bats also to kind of like pin down Milo too. <laughs> it's just like yeah. and that then, was another thing I had a problem with. Like the the strength of these bats versus one of the vampires. Like right. they show the strength of the va- the vampires and they like kind of hint at the strength of the bats and there's just no way even like a couple hundred of those bats, which is roughly how many he was throwing at a time. Yeah, there's no way they would overpower him. But I feel like much. Morbius may happen. have had some kind of like telekinetic, like telekinetic ability to, to like enhance to assist, their to kind of assist holding them down. I feel yeah, like maybe. I feel like his ability was more like telekinetic where he, he was holding them down and he was using the bats to kind of keep his keep milo's distraction a little keep bit pelting him, yeah. yeah keep pelting him, keep him distracted from actually reacting to anything i mean if that's getting... the case that seems like completely outside of his like skill set that was exactly. presented up to that point so it just yeah. made no sense it's just like a last ditch effort to it's like his last thought that he can come up with to to administer this anti um vampire gene oh you know what it probably was it wasn't telekinesis it's his ability to control air currents you know that That makes more sense yeah he probably his ability to control air currents he he was just manipulating the air current around milo um because he did blow him into like a side of the building he was using the air currents to throw the bats at him yeah he wasn't like commanding them maybe yeah i think he was yeah maybe a little bit he was probably commanding like commanding them so they wouldn't attack him um 
but like using the air currents to kind of throw them at him and using it to kind of uh, keep him down while the rest of the bats kind of distracted him and kind of like it looks like they were kind of attacking him too but like they weren't doing significant damage to him it was just more like a nuisance to milo uh and it was he was so distracted that morbius was able to pull out this anti um serum that he developed and just jumps up and stabs milo in the chest with this thing and you can see milo just he's like no, you can't kill me you can't kill me and all this and that and then yeah. um milo and then it's like there you go buddy you're cured yeah he just like, <laughs> and then he he's, dies like right he, he's he's like he cures him and he he stops milo he's dead but then like after he does it he has like this big look on his face like i instantly regret killing milo right now I'm yeah, just like right. I was like, you knew exactly what you were doing, man. You knew exactly what you were doing, and then you, you hear police sirens, and that and his reaction to the police sirens didn't really make any sense to me because you know he's like scared now too that the police are showing up, and I'm just like, first off, you're like, you're like 300 feet below the ground before below the surface. If the police are gonna get to you before you find out a way to get out of there. I don't know what to say for you, buddy. You're just waiting for them to come get you at that point. Um, and then the next thing you know, um, the, the police show up at this hole, hole in the ground um, and they're looking down and all of a sudden thousands of bats shoot out and then um, Morbius shoots out in a purple blur uh, and flies away. And you're just like, like well, that's it? That's the end? Because then it just it just cuts other than the one the yeah, one so small little it, frame it cuts with over uh, to Martine, Dr. Martine for yeah, Dr. a couple Martine, frames she's alive uh, and then it cuts back to Morbius he's flying, flying away, away and then end credits That's and then it. end credits and then it's just like <laughs> okay okay uh, all right um, I guess it's over <laughs> <laughs> was that actually an hour and forty five minutes dang it's um, very sudden yeah just yeah, the whole know, the right? whole timing of everything and just the lack of suspense it's just uh, they just missed the mark all they over did, the place. They did, and then the end of credit scene, uh, the two. Oh, the end credit scenes. scenes. All right, let's talk about those. Yeah, the two so end credits. What was scenes? the first one? The first I'm one was. Um, oh, the, yeah. Okay, the first one is the one that made me really mad, and then the second one was the one that also made me mad, but in a different yeah. way. Yeah. I'm honestly um, more upset about the, the first one. Um, so whatever we'll just talk about that first yeah 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 we'll start with the so go ahead so they reference spider-man no way home um mm -hmm. if you haven't seen that yet this is a, kind of a big spoiler but at the same time not really because if you've seen the trailers you know that this happened um so they they show the like terror in the sky which is the yep. uh the multiverse opening up and the different the, the universe is connecting to each other and um then uh adrian uh uh what, what's his last name Adrian, uh, uh, shoot, I can't remember. Adrian. I mean, it's Vulture. Adrian Toombs. Adrian Toombs. So yeah, he Vulture. he shows up and um, he magically appears inside of a prison cell. I know, like of all <laughs> things, so, of all places to show up, he just like, shows oh, that's up. That's unfortunate. A, he's like, <laughs> just, he shows up in another prison cell. It's just like, and he makes this one liner. And it's like, I just hope the food is better in this place than the last. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then he convinces the guards it, that he doesn't belong there because yeah, because the next thing you see is a, is a newsreel of a, a news anchor going, 
Um, I guess we're going to let him out of jail. I mean, yeah, they're like, Adrian <laughs> we don't know how he got there. Adrian Toomes showed up in an unoccupied prison cell, uh, doesn't yep. know how he got there, and uh, told the uh, told the guards that he's not supposed to be there. <laughs> yep. And so then, anyway, that was yeah. fine. I had no no issue with them like releasing him from jail or whatever. I mean, uh-huh. clearly wacky stuff was happening. I'm sure it's, you know, because people were being pulled from other universes into that one. I guess right, there weren't yeah. a lot in each individual universe. So, you know, right. maybe they were kind of in the know and that wasn't a big surprise. So they're not necessarily going to be shocked when somebody magically appears in a prison cell. Right, Whatever. Because so I'll forget that. Pulled... The problem yeah. that I have with it, though, is that it's completely against the uh, the rules of the whole uh, universe merging that happened in Spider-Way Home. No Way Home. Um, so the spell that Doctor Strange cast was done in such a way that it was pulling people into the earth 616 universe nobody was getting pulled out nobody it was all people getting pulled into that mm-hmm. universe not pulled out so it made no sense because the whole spell was um uh, it was about um people that knew peter parker or yeah peter parker was spider-man um, yeah once he was outed as spider-man he yeah he yeah uh, yeah and they were so, like all getting pulled into that that universe and you know inevitably yep. if the spell continued to go everybody in all the multiverses that knew who peter parker was would get pulled into that mm-hmm. universe but he ended up stopping it before that happened so only a few people slipped through and got pulled in nobody was getting ejected the only people that got ejected were the people that were getting returned back to their original universe right, right. so all the all the people that were quote unquote saved <laughs> at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home uh, with the uh, the cures um, from the various Peter Parkers and yep. uh, the other two Peter Parkers they were all sent back to their original universes but there was nobody based on the way that the spell was written based on the way it worked there should have been nobody that was sent back to a different universe like that's not how the spell was intended to work so it just made no sense it broke the rules and i don't see how because i mean disney has been trying to like connect to the villain verse to at least an extent and right. i don't see how this can be explained away because it's just like completely well, broke it did completely break it but it also kind of i mean it does break it um but like if you if you reference back to uh the upcoming dr strange um movie i believe multiverse of madness is what it is um i mean yeah if it's a reference to that and not the way home i think it is because in that trailer they say you opened up a doorway and we don't know who it let in or out um so it could reference that i'm not saying that's 100 the case it could reference that but i also don't see any way it makes sense for him to just show up there it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever all right well i guess Um, if that's the case i i can forgive it but yeah but like just looking solely at spider-man no way home but like if they if they never like if they like if they never and i think they kind of did it that way so you know they released a trailer for uh dr strange uh multiverse of madness and they put that line in there so that things would start to make sense like later on so this scene where he just shows up out of nowhere and then the next marvel movie to come out is doctor strange multiverse of madness 
it might have some answers in that movie. And um, one other piece of evidence that I guess could help things is uh, in Spider-Man No Way Home when Doctor Strange says um, the multiverse is something that we know frighteningly little about. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. I guess even though he's explaining the spell and explaining how things are working, maybe he's not completely correct. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because they know oh. a little about it. So I, I guess, sh sure. I, I suppose it can be forgiven. Um, yeah. The other thing that's a little annoying, uh, it's not like it's breaking the rules or anything, but clearly uh, the villain verse, Sony's villain verse is trying to steal some of our better villains <laughs> to, to get into their villain verse so they can have their Sinister Six. They don't want yep. us to have it. <laughs> so they stole Vulture. A little they did. About that, but they literally stole Vulture and I got, and I was just like, at first, when I saw him show up, I'm just like, what's he doing here? Yep. Like, why? why is he here? And yeah, then, I was trying to figure out from the trailers, like, what the heck was that? Did, did Morbius get pulled over into our universe? And then he yep. met up with Vulture? That's kind of what I was thinking. Or it's just a doppelganger from another universe that's not actually Vulture. He just looks like Adrian uh, Toomes. Yeah. So but then... <laughs> then this happens. End credit number two shows up. Yeah. Um, so in the most uninspired uh, <laughs> manner, uh, Vulture and Morbius meet up in the second end credit scene. And in the middle of a desert of all things. Yeah. And the Vulture's like, hey, we should team up. And then yeah. it's, <laughs> that is the so end. So Vulture, Vulture <laughs> shows like, so Morbius, like, I, I don't even like, there's no inclination. There's no explaining why he just decided to drive out into the middle of the desert. Like, did he receive a message from Vulture saying, meet me at this location? Right. <laughs> like, there's nothing. There's nothing to say. It's just, it cuts to, like, the next end credit scene. It's just Morbius driving in, like, I guess, it, I think it's a Mercedes-Benz or something. It's a, it's a fancy car. He's driving in his fancy doctor car into the desert somewhere. And there's nothing there that says meet me at this location or anything like that. He yeah. just goes there. He's just there. He's just yeah. there. He gets out of his car. And then all of a sudden you see this thing in the distance approaching him. And he actually goes on the defensive a little bit because you can see his hand. And I think this is where he has like more control over his abilities at this point. Because yeah. he 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 turns his hand, just his hand into um, the vampire hand to to activate it like his vampire claws. Uh, as a defense and then the vulture shows up all decked out in his vulture gear uh and Adrian also doesn't Toomes. make sense because yeah i know that gear did not come with him no so it he didn't have so, to make that from scratch so, yeah so he would have had to make that from scratch so this <laughs> and he doesn't have like a doesn't workshop tell us, or anything this doesn't tell he just us where, somehow manages to get it, it makes no right sense. like he just somehow somehow gets manages to get it he has to create it because he didn't it didn't come with him um and he that shows that yeah, and it's just like it's just like well, where, what, how long has it been since? How long has he been here? Yeah, how the only way it's it, feasible because, is if he's been here for bare minimum weeks, probably weeks, months, months if at that if at that. But he says like he shows up and he says to Morbius, he goes, "Hey, I'm pretty new here, and I'm still trying to figure things out around here." He's like, "But." And he's like, I don't know why I'm here, but I have a feeling that has to do with Spider-Man. He's like, and I think 
guys like us should stick together. You and I should team up. And then Morbius, he does his thing. He goes, interesting. And then it just cuts. <laughs> Yep. And and I'm just but, like, yeah. it I'm was just, just like, wait, how did he get his vulture? Was... How did he get his vulture gear? Right. How long has it been? I I thought he was going There's out to so the desert to meet Doctor Martine with her new abilities. Right. That would have been a better end credit scene, so we could see what happened to her. Maybe I think Sinister Six was better, but Sinister they just it was a better idea. It was just not a better idea, but they <laughs> delivered they, well. They didn't yeah. deliver it. Just so many questions. But, it but was completely uninspired. That and could it have been the first. Ignored the Vulture's motives from the first it, movie. Yeah. And it also is now painting Morbius as a bad guy, both Morbius and Vulture as mm -hmm. bad guys, if they're going to be part yep. of Sinister Six. Like, it's just, there's so many things that did not make sense about that scene. Exactly. It was just like, it was like, the yeah. obligatory Sinister Six end credits scene with very little thought put into it. <laughs> exactly. Very little thought uh. put into it. Um, they it's, it's, it's as if they said they said to themselves like it's, I feel like there was there must have been somebody on this film production that would have like brought up all these questions like don't you think people are going to wonder how he got his how he got his vulture gear and it's like no 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 don't worry about it it'll be fine everyone's going to be like they'll see him in his vulture they're going to be like woo his vulture it's just like it's like what is he doing here Nobody in my theater, like when he showed up in his vulture gear, nobody said, no, it's vulture. It was dead silent. And I was just like, yeah, everybody's confused as to why vulture is here. Why is he here? I don't know. It was just yeah. not, a, not a good way to, uh, to introduce that. And yeah, Sinister Six should have been like so hype. It should have been so. Should, awesome. I think it would. Again, everybody was just like mad about it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> like you said, uh, if Disney took control of this Morbius movie, the it would have been done in a completely different style, and the introduction to the Sinister Six would have been so much more awesome. The hype would have. This isn't the first time they've introduced it either. No, so it's it was, not uh, the first the time. They... Amazing Spider-Man Two and credit mm -hmm. scene there, and that one was actually kind of exciting and got me hopeful it was it was it was, it was more subtle like you mm -hmm. had to like you had to know the characters and know who the sinister six were and stuff to actually like understand what the end credit scene was about but this one was just like so blatant and just like completely lacked any subtlety yeah um it was just yeah it's just made me so mad <laughs> it was it was just not a good end credit scene and i was just like uh and, I, and it, it also the whole Morbius driving out into the middle of the desert. I was like, he's he's had his powers now for months, if not that. Why didn't he just fly? <laughs> he could well, just, to he be fair, like we were talking about before, in all likelihood, when he uses his Morbius powers, his timer is shorter. that's true. Like it it, it drains so. his uh his whatever uh his like battery his, his yeah. So are you going to pay for gas or pay for I know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is a doctor and he has a lot of money, right, too. Or yeah. maybe he doesn't have a lot of money and he just he stole all of Milo's money. I mean, there's no way he's still a doctor at this point, right? Like, he's a doctor uh, he, he by He definitely trade, lost his license. But, yeah, there's no way he he's, like, allowed back in his lab. Or, he's not a he's medical doctor. Run. Yeah, he's on the run. He's, like, he's no way. Yeah, he's on the FBI's top most wanted list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, which oh, one? one thing we never even mentioned when he was on the boat killing all those mercenaries, 
everybody was like, oh, just mercenaries killed them, whatever. We can forgive that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody cares about them. They said that like that's, three that's times. When the FBI, that's when the FBI went to talk to we Dr. Martin. We can forgive Martin. that. But yeah, you, killed, when, you killed this like nice nice nurse, nurse in the hospital. Yeah. It was completely innocent. So for that, that yeah, they said that up, to him. But, <laughs> but like they also said that to Dr. Martin when they tried to investigate her. Um, mm-hmm. They're like, they're like, hey, a few merc- a few mercenaries. He's like, if you hired guns, sure, they must have been guilty of something. That's <laughs> yep. uh, ridiculous. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. A um, little funny, but it was also little... just like uh, I was just rolling my eyes so hard mm-hmm. at that. Like, yeah, really... <laughs> yeah. Um, like lazy yeah it was, or it was an attempt at being funny that just fell flat at least for me <laughs> well it was just like so with this movie like it's really the way that it was filmed and the way that it was written and everything it's really hard to put those those funny puns and stuff in the middle of a movie like this because um because it's just like you're just thinking to yourself that doesn't fit here why, why would you put that there? I mean, I guess you're kind of trying to lighten the mood, I guess, a little bit. Um, but that, it just doesn't it just doesn't work. So I, it would have been um, it would have been a without the puns and without the like the comedies uh, jokes and stuff in there, it probably would have been a, uh, perfectly fine without them. They tried a few times, but it just every time it fell flat. I, right, I don't think I laughed like, once. <laughs> there was one line maybe I laughed at, but I can't even remember what it was. Well, uh, okay, that's not true. I was laughing in the end credits because I was just laughing at how how bad, bad it was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not even kidding. I was like laughing to myself. I mean, there was the like, I was I was I'm, thinking about like this podcast and like everything I was gonna say about the movie, and I was just laughing to myself during the end credits. It's um, <laughs> like yeah, it's, it really wasn't that that good, but with the style and everything they did with it, um. But like there was a scene when they're when they realized that everything was captured on CCTV um, outside the bar, and the one, one FBI agent is just like, you know what? Let me go grab that for you because I would I would hate for you to actually do any do anything. You know, uh, you just stand there. Uh, God forbid you have to like do work or something like that. It's just like, you know, something else could have been put in that in that spot. You know, <laughs> like why would you even write that like this? That's just horrible. Like, why would you? I was almost tempted to walk out at that line. <laughs> like, it was just not necessary for that movie. Like, comedy is not like, and it really depends on who's who's delivering it too. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if um, like if Deadpool had a cameo or something like that, and like. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds puns and stuff like that. If he like did some, like he yeah. always lands his he always lands his one liners. Like, well, not always. We, we, we've actually <laughs> let's not forget about this. Trinity. We we've actually <laughs> talked about this yes in previous episodes. Um, most most of his one liners yes. land. He, um, he does have uh, definitely does have a talent for that. He does. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's like this was not a movie for one liners like. Com- comedic jokes to be put in there it was 
it was all over the place between horror, action, a little bit of comedy in there too. It was just two seconds of romance. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. Uh honestly, if for everybody listening out there watching, I I'm not gonna go see this movie again. I hope we saved you some time <laughs> to, so you don't have yeah. to see this movie. Unfortunately, this episode's gone a little bit longer than uh, I had hoped, so uh, it's yeah, almost so. twice the length of the movie at this point. <laughs> but we're okay. so much better to watch. Yeah, honestly, I feel like this <laughs> podcast is much more entertaining than, than that movie. And yeah. I'm a very uh, tough critic of myself, so I think that's saying a lot. Me too, me too. Uh, I'm a very tough critic on, my, on myself. I'm a... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I yeah, I, anyway, <laughs> that's all. Big letdown. Sony Villainverse failed again. Mm-hmm. Um, this is their third attempt, third failure. Um, I I honestly need to rewatch the first Venom movie, but I definitely like the second Venom movie better. Uh, Which is very this. rare. It's very rare to like a sequel than the original. Well, I'm not saying I like the sequel more than the original Venom. Like, I need to rewatch Oh, you like Venom 2 better than Morbius. Better than Morbius. And I'm pretty sure the first Venom was also better than Morbius. So I think this is the worst um, mm-hmm. Sony Villainverse movie so far. I, so, I, liked, I liked the original Venom uh, for what it's worth. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. I was uh, very um, distracted when I watched it for the first time. We were in the hospital... Uh, having a baby, so I was not very focused on it at the time. <laughs> so I definitely need to go back and rewatch that. But uh, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> if that's what was going on at the time, it was like, what were you doing? The dino was born. For anybody like, oh, that's I was uh, trying to watch a me. movie. <laughs> for, for anybody that's furious at me for that comment, uh, this was the night before. <laughs> But not actually during the deliveries. Oh, I was gonna say there was no TV at that time. I promise. I'm not a horrible person. (laughs) While your wife's in the delivery room, he's watching, (laughs) trying to watch Venom on his iPhone. Keep it down over there. I'm trying to watch him. (laughs) I have an episode to review later on. (laughs) He's like, "We're filming tomorrow night. I need to watch this." Yeah. You know, what should we name her? Uh, I don't know. Whatever her middle name can be, Venom. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, I would say I like I like Venom, the original Venom, more than I like Morbius. Um, because really? the original uh, well, Venom, yeah, yeah. No, the original sorry. Venom is a Not movie that, I, yeah, because the original Venom is a movie that I would actually go back and watch again. Uh, compared to Morbius, I would not watch this movie again, um, just because of how they it's no just, redeeming qualities. No redeeming I mean, qualities. I might go back and watch it again just because I consider it my my duty. Just you know, you just want to go Easter back and watch it and... again to have your good laugh of how bad it was. Yeah, yeah, this would be a good movie to have a drinking game for. Just like every time, every time the movie completely fails to deliver on either a joke or a suspenseful moment take a drink (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah or every time they mention the word blue or red 
<laughs> oh yeah, we didn't. I didn't really. I kind of mentioned it at the beginning. I didn't really emphasize that, but they just kept talking about the two different types of blood over and over in the movie. They would just call it like, "Oh, every time I take blue, it lasts six hours. Every time, you know, do I really need to? Can I keep going on blue, or do I need to switch to red?" Like they were trying to like make it a thing. And it Michael Morbius, he was just work. like when he was t- <laughs> explaining things to Doctor Martini, he was just like he was just. Yeah. I was like I can only last on blue for like another week right, at yeah. most before I have to switch over to red. And, yeah, it's just it's um, just like I'm not gonna let it get to that point. And then after actually Dr. Martine dies, uh, he actually bites her. He actually bites her and he drinks some of her blood. I about that. Because Milo is standing there like in some kind of like mist or steam that's rising from the rooftop, and he's like, "You finally drank red, right?" is and it's like and which doesn't make any sense either because he left him a bag of red which he drank mm-hmm. and he has drank red before that so why so. did he bite her i have my my theory but i i don't know i don't know i, I thought it was, it was i guess I, I thought it was to kill her because he didn't want her to change because well, he didn't want was... her to get that curse because like, he knew she was dying anyway and she just drank his blood, so he wanted to make sure that she was going to die and not actually change because he considers it a curse, and he didn't want her to be cursed. Right. So that's that's how I took it. But I, I thought I thought so too because like um because he knew exactly once she bit his lip and the blood hit her her mouth and she drank his blood and everything he knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew. Oh, he assumed. Well, he assumed. again. I, it didn't well, make sense he, to me that it happened. It didn't make sense, but, but he, he the look on his face, he was like, he's like, that look was like, what did you just do? Right. Um, and yeah, I think he kind of bit her to kind of like um <laughs> to kind of kill her. But again, I'm not sure he fully understands how how it works. Um, as far as you know just because he bit her and he assumes that she's dead, I mean, she's still got his blood inside of her. I mean, if you're dead and come back from from the effects of the serum or the blood, I mean, it doesn't matter how you die, I guess, you still come back. Um, yep. So I think it was just like in that moment, he just bit her. Um, it could have just been a primal thing too, you know, vampire Morbius could have just taken control and just bit into her and just in just an emotional state bitter raged out and then saw milo standing there and then just went rage mode and started attacking could have been i guess but yeah but but they kept referencing blue and red and i was just like i'm that's also something that's a put off to the movie i'm just like yeah it was just kind of annoying it's like they were trying to be cool and make a thing yeah just (laughs) just didn't work yeah it's yeah. like everything else in this movie, nothing, nothing worked, nothing hit the way they <laughs> wanted it to. Exactly. But I mean, like I said, it was just very lazy. Like everything was just rushed. The timing was all off. Um, you know, yep. there was no subtlety about anything. Uh, there's no like dramatic pauses where there should have been. Um, exactly. Suspense was way off. It's just like there's like no redeeming qualities about the movie nothing funny about it the action scenes were fine we didn't really talk about the cgi at all mm. um I, and if anybody so goes, I sees this movie the cgi speaks for itself yeah 
wasn't great. Um, nope. And uh, I know Mike always talks about the use of uh, real versus CGI, and you know he loves it when movies mix the two of those together. So I know he'll want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did very much of that at all. I can't really remember any specific instances. I thought it was pretty much all CGI. Yeah, I think it was just it was all CGI. Um... From what I can tell, there was like no real. Yeah, I couldn't really think of anything. I mean, the more space was all CGI. All those I, yeah, fights, like the claws, all the fight, were the all claws CGI. and everything was CGI. Uh, the only time they actually like mixed real with CGI was when he killed everybody on the boat. I mean, he did some. Yeah. There was some CGI work where he was like jumping around the boat and everything, but. All those kills were like real people just standing there, you know, uh, mixing it yeah, in a sure. little bit. But other than that, the cops too. Yeah, the cops yeah. too. But other yeah, than so that, there was a little bit, but yeah, it was pretty it was, heavy on the CGI. It was pretty so, heavy on the CGI and the CGI so fights and everything like great. that. Um, <laughs> it's not like it looked particularly bad. It just no, it, it's just it's just one of those where it's just like obvious. This is a CGI. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I'm looking on um I'm looking on IMDb right now because uh I wanted to figure out uh something, but I'm looking at it and they tagged it as action adventure and horror. Uh, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense, but it's just like, just choose one. Yeah, please pick one. Just, just this movie would have been fine as just a pure horror. It mm-hmm. definitely could have worked if they did it a certain way. Um. Same with action. I mean, I guess the one horror scene, the like surprise reveal that Milo turned into a living vampire as well, um, would have been harder to pull off, or it would have been less interesting the way that they did it. Because that was like the one like genuine surprise of the movie, I guess. Everything else you saw coming, but that was like the one genuine surprise, I think. Um so I think it would have been better as pure horror. (laughs) Yeah, I think um choosing one over the other and usually horror movies have a lot of action in them anyway so um just going pure horror would have probably would have been made it a better movie than it originally was yeah it wouldn't have been hard to do either like that scene that i was describing earlier on the boat like the other way that they could have done it with her like running for dear life while morbius was chasing her and killing all the perks as she was running away and then her like barely surviving like that could have been done very well as a horror scene yeah you know so Anyway, big letdown, not really a big surprise. Um, I, I had already heard vague uh, reviews about the movie. I tried to avoid spoilers, but I, I, had I avoided it everything. Not, yeah, <laughs> all I knew going into it was that people didn't like it. And <laughs> I didn't know I didn't like, even know that. I didn't score, even know that. I stayed off of social media and all sorts of stuff. Good for you. <laughs> so I went in this with a clean slate. Just but even if I didn't hear anything, I knew it was a, a Sony Villainverse movie. So I was, even just with that alone, I was going in with low expectations. And now, yeah. with everything we've talked about, with my opinions even before we talked, I am even less hopeful <laughs> than I was before for you know, Craven the Hunter. Now, yeah, now that we've, <laughs> met, we've talked about it and everything, and I remember that Craven the Hunter is going to be done by Sony. Um, that is concerning to me. Um, that's 
So all the more reason, do not go see this movie, please. Yeah. <laughs> we already have to wait five years at this point, so. Right? Yeah, so uh, we, need, we need to tank the box office to help Marvel become whole. <laughs> I know. I feel like all the other Marvel uh, family members are just like, I feel like, I just feel like there's an empty space in my heart right now. <laughs> anyway. Sorry for the uh, letdown of an episode. I know it was very long. This might, this is close to, if not, our longest episode <laughs> to date. But, but there we was wanted a to give lot you guys, to cover. Of there was a lot to cover. And we wanted to give you guys a full rundown of the movie so that you do not have to go to the theaters because we, we really want to discourage people from going to the theater for this movie. Again, explained it before, but in case you skipped over the non-spoiler, there is an agreement with Disney and Sony right now that... Um, the uh, Sony control of the Spider-Man characters will revert to Disney if they do not produce a movie every five years. So the only way that's going to happen is if they do poorly in the box office and they're not able to justify making more movies. But five years is a long time, especially since they already have Craven the Hunter slated for next year. So uh, really want this to stop or maybe they'll redeem themselves because Sony hasn't produced all bad spider-man movies um that's fair into the spider-verse was amazing and they've got us across the spider-verse coming out and that's uh at least two parts because this is part one so there is still a little bit of hope with into the spider-verse um so I, i don't know what they need to do to get their live action act together but they got to change something because it's just, it has not been working. Nope. But <laughs> anyway, so that is our uh, very long breakdown <laughs> of uh, Morbius. <laughs> so hopefully we entertained you guys and anybody who's seen the movie before watching this, hopefully we were more entertaining than the movie. We tried to be, <laughs> tried to get some laughs in here. So anyway, thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, we'll be right back for our outro. Thank you so much for joining us. We love Marvel, so we could do this all day. But for now, we're going to call it a wrap. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Sorry it was such a downer, but hopefully we at least (laughs) entertained you for uh, part of it. And I don't remember if I said this, but uh, I just wanted to mention um, our opinion is uh, not uncommon. Uh, People did not like this movie. It got a Rotten Tomatoes score of like 16, 17%. It's still kind of uh, solidifying at this point. So it has not been doing well. Um, But anyway, if you like this episode, make sure to uh, drop us a like, rate us, and hit that notification bell, depending on where you found us. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We post regularly, so make sure to give us a follow. It helps the channel out so much. Links for everything are in the channel description. Also, if you've never participated in our polls, We always look at them to pick topics for our episodes, so make sure to check them out on Spotify. And make sure to join us next time. We're going to be breaking down episode two of Moon Knight, and that one, I can promise, is not going to be a a downer of an episode because Moon Knight so far has been awesome, and uh, it seems like it's only going to be getting better from here. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you 3,000, and we hope you're all staying safe out there.